Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Welcome back, everybody. Thursday, April 29th. John Aravosis here, beaming in from the satellite office in Chicago, mom's place with my <laughs> bad microphone. So excuse the sound quality. Cliff is going to be better than me today. Uh, Schechter. You're supposed to say the corporate, our corporate offices in Chicago. Our corporate offices. Actually, what's her face who went to jail for the tax stuff? Not Leona, the blonde. Uh, you know, oh, Miss, uh, yeah. Miss Cuisine. Uh, crap. Oh, my, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Yeah. Took us both Martha once said, you apologize for anything. <clears throat> she talked about cooking. She was like, it doesn't matter. No, was it Martha or Julia? One of them said, no matter how bad the, Julia Child, is it knowing, knowing it probably was Julia Child because it sounds more like her, but no matter how bad the meal went, you don't tell anybody because most of them aren't going to notice it because they don't know what it's supposed to taste like. It was like, ooh. So that's like the podcast. I think, that that's, well, I think that's a theory for life in general. That's the yeah. fake it till you make it thing. You know? You, well, I think you, it is because you're... people may not notice. So what are you worried about? Yeah, you're just giving them a problem. Correct. Know? Why tell in them? In any case, yep. It's, it's also the, the, it's, it's related to the famous adage in politics, which is if you're explaining, you're losing. Yes, exactly. <clears throat> so anyway, so Cliff and I are both using our little dangles from our ears today because i'm in chicago and he is dealing well now you're over your shot but now you're dealing with your second vaccine but now you're dealing with sick child so you wanted to be nearby which i thought now was very got, sweet yeah i wanted to be nearby him because he's a good he's a good dude he's 11 you want to he's one of the good kids wanna, so we like to we like to help him when he's sick i try not to go into it i think both of my kids are incredible but i'm sure a lot of parents do so you know I don't think that makes me unique. Well, you've tried it all and it's not getting better, right? You don't sleep well, which makes you irritable on edge all day. And then there are the other days when you're just down, nothing feels right. It's not your fault. There's a lot of that going around. If you're into natural alternatives, you're going to love this CB distillery. America's trusted source for CBD products created a breakthrough compound. It is called CBN. And when combined with CBD, it interacts with our regulatory system responsible for sleep, emotional response, discomfort, perception, inflammation, even memory. Bottom line, this is the natural path to better sleep, a calm mind and body, managing discomfort after physical activity. And with over 2 million customers, a money-back guarantee and no prescription required, CB Distillery. It's the source we trust. Visit cbdistillery.com. Enter the code STEPHANIE for a huge introductory discount. Again, that code is STEPHANIE at cbdistillery.com. We use it all here at the Stephanie Miller Show, the gummies, the soft gels, the tincture, and I use that salve on my sore muscles. We love it. You will, too. cbdistillery.com. Don't forget, type in Stephanie. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Um, so um, today's topics, obviously, we're going to get into Biden's speech. Not get into it. We'll talk about Biden's speech from last night, which was kind of a state of the union. Uh, then we wanted to have a lengthy discussion about a new uh, op-ed interview, actually, with uh, Democratic strategist James Carville that is very controversial, except Cliff and I love it. Um, and then we may close with a discussion of Rudy Giuliani, or we can start a discussion of Rudy Giuliani's uh, home getting raided. Oh, let's just start with that. Really, cause <laughs> we don't have a lot to say, but it'll be fun. Exactly. Then we can move that. on to the State of the Union and the fun the fun things yeah. about the State of the Union, like Ted Cruz's narcolepsy and uh, Mitch yeah. McConnell's yeah. <laughs> Mitch oh, McConnell's God. empty oh, Blake sta- blank stare, kind of a, a little bit too. of a, a Hannibal Lecter Lord, little thing going yeah. on for him. Lauren Barber's shaking her head the whole time. I mean, things like, okay, well, I guess we are going to talk about the speech. Things like, <laughs> I'm sitting with my mom watching this, and Biden's going, 
prescription drug prices are too expensive. <clears throat> we need to lower prescription drug prices to make them more affordable for everybody. And you see Mitch Deadface and Lauren Bobber shaking her head back and forth. No. And you're like, wait. And why is nobody, said, by the way, her name's, you yeah. said Lauren Bobber? If that's how you pronounce it, and her head shaking know. back and forth, why has nobody called her Lauren Bobblehead yet? She really is kind of a bobblehead doll. I mean, honestly, she's just a dummy. I mean, I almost would say Lorena Bobbitt, but she'd probably like that because it'd be no. about cutting off. She's the a bobblehead. She should be called bobblehead. She's a well, dummy. She was with and by the way, back and forth. Yeah. For all those who are going to now claim, you know, I, I hate that I have to do this. I'm are not being sexist. Clip? Madison <laughs> Carthorn is stupid too, and so is Louis Gohmert, and so is Matt Gates. So you know, we'll oh, yeah. get through all that. They're all bobbleheads too, but you can't. They're you all don't bobbleheads. Have, you don't have the name to do it. But I think she's much less important to me, uh, John, because she's just a moron. And I mean, she's of no consequence well, except for James the fact Carnival that would say you might want to use her to hang to hang around the Republicans. Yes, you, you would. And we'll get to that. But what I'm yep. talking about is the to me, what was consequential about more about Mitch, Mitch, somebody who's <laughs> been there. Um, you, uh, you know who Rex Chapman is? The basketball player was a star for the University well, I of Kentucky. Do, sure. I think a lot of yeah, people yeah. do. He's on well, no, Twitter not from sports. Too. I know him from Twitter. I don't know him yes. from sports. Well, the point is yeah. he brought up that he's 53 and Mitch McConnell has been a senator from Kentucky since he was 17. So right. that should can, can give people some context for how long Mitch McConnell has been there. And my point yeah. is when Mitch McConnell sits there with that look on his face, he's defeated. And that's important because what yeah. I'm saying is yeah. he had nothing he could do because the truth of the matter. And that's why Lauren Bobbert's going to sit there and act like an idiot no matter what. Yeah. To me, McConnell look on his face tells you so much more, which is yeah. this guy, whatever you want to say about McConnell, he's very smart. I hate the guy. He's yeah. ruthless. He's evil. And I could say yeah. a lot of other stuff, but he is a very smart guy. And yeah. Just the look on his face, like my shit isn't working anymore. The stuff I did to Clinton, yeah. the stuff I did to even more so as a leader of the Republicans to Obama, like they just passed this huge bill. They didn't let us stop them and slow it down, you know, and all that. And 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 the fact that to me that you know when we're talking about the Carville stuff in terms of messaging, the the, the and we'll get more into everything Carville said. But one of the big things you know that John and I talk about on the podcast a lot is we don't. It's not even just the, uh, the right message. We don't even go out and try enough. We don't have when they do something and we or we do something good. We don't have press conferences, you know, gazillion dollar ads everywhere reminding everybody what, what we did through right. earned media, paid media, all sorts of events, all sorts of things, celebrities, endorsements, blah, blah, blah. And right. and so to me, Biden standing up there in a smart way and taking bipartisan credit for passing that covid bill stimulus bill was brilliant. Right. Because they'll attack us all the time on the stupidest shit in the world and they'll make up things like Campbell Harris's color book or whatever was given right, to kids right. and Joe Biden hates me, which they repeated on no fewer than seven Fox news programs to right. an idea of the propaganda we're up against Mitch. Right. Whereas Biden stood there and said it was bipartisan and it, and it was, because as we know, right. I just looked it up before this 60% of Republicans supported it, right? but not, but the Republicans, not one of them in the Senate would vote for it because they're the elites. They're not the regular yeah. Republicans because they, they're doing it. They have all sorts of different incentives, like trying to screw up our president so they can right. win big ups on that. And yeah. so McConnell's face, I think tells a very important well, story. I mean, the th I was going to say, yeah, I think, you know, and people have been sharing the, the pictures and Ted Cruz fell asleep and things like that. But I think what got me was even when Biden was making very obvious points, like, I mean, the prescription drug thing was twofold. One, he said, Prescription drug prices, we should try to lower them for everybody. That's something where if you're a Republican, you fucking you clap. Don't be a moron, right? I mean, that wasn't even a policy. Like, there was no liberal policy you'd oppose there unless you're in the pocket of big pharma, right? Then he went on with something a little more, but something, again, Republicans and Democrats should both agree with, Republicans especially, 
he talked about Medicare. Medicare under current law is not allowed to negotiate drug prices, meaning, and I have to Google this, but the 30 million or however many seniors are on Medicare, they've got a pretty good market there, the Medicare organization, right, the office. They could go to pharmaceuticals and say, look, we know you want seniors, especially all these drugs that are geared to seniors. I don't know, it could be Viagra. Well, Viagra isn't covered anyway, but, but other drugs that are geared to seniors to have access to our market of 30 or 40 million seniors, you need to lower your price. We're going to negotiate with you, just like they do in France, just like they do in Europe overall, right? They say, we're going to negotiate. Yep. Um, and what uh, the, somebody got passed years ago, <laughs> just so you know, I can hear you clicking on your computer clip. It's throwing me. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't like type as I'm talking, but yes, it's okay. We've got it's kind of scary that a little uh, Apple iPhone earphone dangle thing would be that sensitive. By the way, did you hear that one? I did not. I did not. But the otherwise, I told it was you like, I had to click back onto the camera. So well, it was ahead. like one of those things where it was also random. It was like every five seconds, it was like click. <laughs> You're like ah, um, oh yeah. But but so by law, federal law, Medicare is forbidden from negotiating prices, which is insane. Why wouldn't I mean, literally? open free market negotiation of prices. It's insane. It's not like government saying, you, we are going to mandate this price. No, they're just negotiating. The companies could say, no, how about this? So anyway. Isn't that a form, like you're, you may know this from your legal background, John, so I'll ask you this question and maybe you don't, but like, isn't that a form of price fixing? Like I would think in a way that's collusive practices. That's the kind of thing that we've spent years going after private companies for if they're engaging in collusion yeah. so that they don't have to compete. Like yeah. there's something to me that would seem like that is against our constitution I mean, and our think, laws. No, it's I government mean, though, so who knows, right? Because it's right. government maybe, maybe, maybe there's, there's an exception rules. carved out and they can get away with it in a way that but, but taking us to our final discussion about James Carville or our second discussion about James Carville messaging, it's such a it's almost a liberal kind of approach if you want to go there like you know we're going to tell government how to negotiate but right i mean the conservative should be the it's the free market you negotiate the price and you pay what's fair to both of you no 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 so so the second part was when no john Biden, we talked i, I have yeah. to correct you because huh. we're doing a thing on messaging yeah that is, and and i wouldn't have been publicly a, that it was liberal i'm, I'm saying, saying it's more of a socialist approach is what it is and i'm not going to yes. get into oh, bashing better. socialists but it, but it, 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 i'm not right. bashing socialists the socialist right. approach is to believe that the government should do more so that i'm a liberal who believes in a well-regulated capitalism to me right. that's the best system for exactly this kind of a reason which is why would you whenever you take away the right to negotiate you know yeah. like that and the right to then you're you're screwing yourself yeah. to me the best way to get at it is Go for yeah. it, Medicare. Drive down the prices for us as much as you can. Yeah. You know, they need you. It, it just they makes... they want you to buy their products en masse. Yeah. You yeah. have leverage. Use yeah. it. So when Biden was saying this, they show Mitch McConnell sitting very stoically, arms crossed, unhappy, and Lauren Bobbert, of course, shaking her head back and forth. No. And I'm like, who has the nerve? I mean, how are you even gonna how are you even gonna spin this? <laughs> that you don't think Medicare should be able to negotiate like every other company. And mind you, drug prices, right? Insurance companies, you know how the insurance companies negotiate with each, each place that you, each pharmacy chain, it's crazy. Like if you've ever gone and tried to figure out like, well, how much would my drug cost? Well, it depends on the pharmacy chain's negotiation with your insurance. Company. It's horrible. It's crazy. So why wouldn't you let, anyway, it's and so- when we talk about, when we have capital. a conversation about messaging, particularly, oh yeah. my Lord, is this the kind of thing we could literally- pin them to a wall with yes. and beat them. Yes. Like 
this is the, the issue of Medicare is is not only overwhelmingly popular with our base. Oh, Medicare too. Many of right. whom want Medicare, Medicare for people. all, but the but elderly folks whom yes. we have much closer to parity with in this past election, for the first time in about 15, 20 years, we won over a big block yeah. of them on the fact that you know saying we should open the economy and letting them die of COVID for some reason wasn't really popular among the nursery home crowd. Um, and and here, I mean, yep. this is an issue that literally we should beat them until they beg us to stop and say, uncle, right. which is fine. You want to argue for not allowing us to lower prices? You want to argue for higher prices for prescriptions and get on the side of big pharma? Right. Go for it, fuckers. Right. You right. know, and that should be the, yeah. that, that should be even the, better. Even, I was just going to say even better. They want seniors. They said last night that they want seniors to pay more for drug prices. Exactly. And I actually have a huge press conference today doing yes. that. I yes. have digital ads out there in key states. And the oldest fucking people. people I could find on the planet. By I'd, the send, the I'd send people from the administration and lo- and others to talk yeah. local news <clears throat> in I don't know how many markets. And yeah. and and then the, key, the one of the biggest biggest sort of things of all is right away is that uh, I would put an ad together immediately. And all it would have is, and even if you don't want to run it on TV mm. online, you want virality, mm. just a, an ad showing the Republican reactions to Joe yeah. Biden saying that. Show yeah. Mitch McConnell's yeah. face. Show Ted Cruz asleep. Show yeah. all the rest of them just not doing, you know. Yeah. I mean, that ad sells, again, yeah. this is this is messaging. They want you to pay more for prescription drugs. I mean, I just like, why? I, I, why? It just, it's. I have ads with yeah. actors playing CEOs yeah. of insurance companies or CEOs of, of pharmaceutical companies thanking them. Yeah. For, yeah. for thank you for my bonus well, and my and, stock options. And it's going to make Medicare, it's going to put Medicare at greater risk because the more the drugs cost, the more Medicare has to spend on them for its share. So you're actually sucking money out of Medicare as well if you want to get even more complicated, right? It, anyway, yep. it's. But as we said, I don't think you'll be seeing any of those press conferences today <laughs> because no. it would be a great idea. Um, I know. I mean, I will tell you, I got bored to death last night, but I always get bored at State of the Unions, and this was a State of the Union address. It was. I just get bored. You know, I, there it was fine, but I mean, an hour and 10 minutes, I just, I get bored. Um, he I wasn't crazy, too. you know. Um, I, I tweeted that Donald Trump became president last night. Um, well played. Did, did I know, people like Jones respond and say, I agree, yeah. but I'm too busy being out on a date with Kim Kardashian. Well, he was on CNN again. See, he was like one of the few people leading into it that was on CNN. And I turned to MSNBC. I was like, are you like, what, what qualifications hey. does this man have? Again, I don't, well, it's not even what oh, qualifications does God. he have. He's disqualified himself because in, in a normal in an environment where we like take our news seriously, the moment it was proven that he was going on CNN and touting uh, a bill that he was privately working on with Jared Kushner and the gang. I don't even care oh, if yeah. he was privately right. working right. on it with Joe Biden. It's not even right. about which side he was working with. To me, he's right. disgusting because he was working he's... with Jared Kushner. But to news values, yeah. if he's working with either side and then he's going and touting it without saying that, that yeah. should have been enough to get him kicked off of CNN I... immediately. You know, But we don't live in that age. We live in an age where Corey Lewandowski – I know. can assault a female reporter and then be invited to be a contributor at CNN because that's no, what we there's are. unfortunately there's and honestly MSNBC does this too a lot frankly MSNBC I honestly I know we all love MSNBC MSNBC has the biggest crowd of nobodies commenting on things I mean literally every time I yeah. turn on that channel I'm going who are these people now you could say you know, it's great to find good people nobody knows about but the problem is then you find out about them and you're like see I don't start what? I don't start at that point 
oh. I start at the point of I hate cable news and mostly don't watch well, that's it. True. Right. And then I compare among those, whereas Fox News is unmitigated evil. Oh, and, sure. where, and and CNN mm-hmm. is certainly much better than that. It has some, I, I like, uh, I like oh, um, Anderson Cooper, I think is very good. Yeah. I like where Don Lemon's gone to being a more, much more honest than a both sides kind of guy yep. in the post Trump era. I think there's some, some positives to CNN. And I would say, excuse me, overall, I like most of the folks at who are at least hosts at MSNBC. The hosts, um, not the guests. Yeah. Not Although, the honestly, guests necessarily. Al Sharpton, I will never get that, but I, I just. Oh, well, I, but, I mean, again, but, Al Sharpton you know, super popular in the issue. black community, though. Yeah, I get it, but I don't want to go into it because if yeah. I had done what he did and I had done it to the black community, no one would ever hear from me again. That's I mean, Al Sharpton incited a riot in New York. Well, he faked the hate crime, he well, he hate crime but even though he believed somebody, but you don't know the rest of it, John. I mean, he incited yeah. a riot where people. What's the died. riot? I don't remember what's the riot about. So he was walking around on 125th Street in Harlem. Right. Where there were a couple of stores were owned by by non-black people, including right. especially one or two owned by Jewish people. This okay. is why you may understand why I take this personally. Yes. And he called, started calling them interlopers that were sucking off of the black community, Ooh. you know, like vampires and, you know, Ooh. all this kind of stuff and that they shouldn't be there. And, and you know, the, the, the yada, yada, yada and the rest. And eventually folks showed up and set a fire and at one of these oh, stores wow. and rioted. And, and I don't remember if it was one or two people died. And he's wow. never had the answer for that because, yeah. as you said, he's popular with the black community. And he's yeah. been able to completely re- rehabilitate himself to be a moderate yeah. kind of reasonable guy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. There, you know, like there are some things to me you should never be able to And he participated back. in a fake hate crime. Remember? Right. Tawana Bra- I still remember the woman's name. Tawana oh, Brawley right. smeared right. in New York and I lived there. And- yep. Okay. Actually, you know what, too? And it was what- – he said the cops did it. And the big, the big the problem cops, here is the is the cops were it. doing a lot of awful things, as we know. And so when you do that, you disqualify us and you make it look oh. like we're lying about the cops doing bad stuff because that one was a lie. Well, and well, let, let's let's. Yeah, I don't want to get all. I'm just saying. We'll get off. Yeah, you brought him up because I will never. No, but I bring him. it up just because I just feel like you know the. He's one of the hosts I don't like there, but. The guests, but I Chuck the guests Todd is awful on MSNBC. The guests Chuck are awful. Todd's awful. Joe um, Scarborough, I don't care even if he's like moderate, moderate, and he's pro us. He's such an yeah. arrogant twit who thinks yeah. he knows everything and does. I just so yeah. I don't like cable in general, but but yeah, I mean, yeah. obviously there's different levels of yeah, yeah. like and dislike. So what else do we have on the? Honestly, it was a state of the union. I will say, you know, he repeated all the proposals that we knew. He gave a little more detail. He didn't really give more detail. He repeated everything we knew he was going to talk about, meaning all the proposals, which was good. It was sane. I mean, I wasn't. It wasn't boring. It was just boring. Like I find every state of the union, even Obama, I would halfway through, I was like, oh god, I'm dying. I think I sometimes just, somebody you know. should do like a 15 minute state of the union. Get up there, be like zoom, yeah. zoom, 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 and get out, and everybody be like, yeah. yeah. Here's my speech for the record. You can go read it. I if agree. You want. But as I said to you before we got on here. You yeah. and I, and I think justifiably complain that our side does not push our messaging enough. Yeah. And when you're president, the, they abuse it. Remember all the things Bush did? I mean, hell, mm-hmm. Bush would sit there as president and be like, hey, it's a red alert now. The, the, the oh, chances God, of terrorism have yeah. gone from from slightly a slight chance of a downpour yeah. to, to a storm with lightning, and then everybody gets scared. And I mean, yeah. they manipulate how they can use the media. Going on. Yeah. Right, yeah. so much. So that I'm yeah. sorry, if yeah. we have the opportunity to grab a huge microphone and have all the media pay attention to our story, yeah. our yeah. framing, grab it. 
even if we find it a little bit boring. And it'll just give think, us what, what do you too. think was on the cover of newspapers across the country today? What do you think cable is yeah. covering all day, every day today? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's sound bites too, Cliff, because even though it was honestly too much for me, an hour and 10 minutes, that hour and 10 minutes was filled with 10 second sound with, my God, a thousand 10 second sound bites on every topic. So that either the media or Biden's smart me messaging people who are smart messaging people now have just a, a treasure trove of little 10 second sound bites on every issue they ever want. Correct. So and the bipartisan one, too. I'd put yeah. me putting that out there everywhere. The <laughs> fact that he claimed oh, the, yes. the COVID. Explain that one. A, well, he, so he stood up on the COVID stimulus bill and he claimed it as a bipartisan victory. And if you yeah. look at polling, 60% of Republicans, along with like 90 plus percent of Democrats and like 80 plus percent, of, I think, of independents supported it. Well, yeah. that makes it bipartisan. And in right. the end, just because not one Republican agreed to, to vote for it at the size it was at, so Republicans blatantly lie all the time, as we said, yeah. like every show on Fox for like a couple, not every show, but many shows on Fox for a few days right. there, Biden's taking your meat and all this kind of bullshit they make up and all the little things that they try to use to turn into controversies because that's the only way they can keep their people on their side because they're not right. offering any actual real policy. Well, I've said for a long time now, we, we don't need to become evil like them. But yeah, if we need to shade the truth, fudge the truth, do whatever. And so he stood up. He said he, he appreciated the bipartisanship in passing this bill. That's a, that is a right. soundbite you can share everywhere. Joe right. Biden fulfilled his promise. He passed a, a hugely bipartisan popular bill. And right. fuck them. They know that's part of that look on Mitch's face. They know that they can't right. compete right. with that because for one day we're, we're – you know, it's the same thing behind when I said to you, John, you know, when we're talking about whether we should impeach or not. And I said, I would never just impeach because it's a good opportunity to message. Right. You're playing with the Constitution. But when the guy deserves it anyhow, right. for once, we will have rapt attention to our messaging, and we control the committees to make right. sure that most of the people talking are from us for right. you know 20 days in a row or however many days in a row, And whereas like normally we don't, and we're up against Fox News that repeats bullshit all day every day. Right. Right. So – to me, this was a huge opportunity. I'm glad we took it. My guess is, oh, and the, the, the CBS poll results that came in of the people right. watching it, 85 to 15, they approved. I promise you, even though the, the people who watched it were, I'm sure, more Democratic than Republican, some of those people were Republicans. Some of those people were the same independents and Republicans that supported, uh, the, that are the, among the 60% that support the stimulus. And among the strong minority, I think it's, I want to say, 30 or 30 something or 40 something percent of Republicans right. support the, 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 the Biden infrastructure bill. So, right. I mean, like, that's bipartisanship. Well, you've probably heard you should be eating more seafood. Ha, I'm way ahead of the curve. Yay. But maybe the seafood counter is too intimidating or you aren't quite sure how to prepare it. That's why you need Wild Alaskan Company. The founder comes from a long line of Alaskan commercial fishermen, so they're experts in getting the highest quality, sustainably sourced seafood right to your plate. They believe that what you eat matters. As a member of the Wild Alaskan Company, you'll receive a variety of delicious, perfectly portioned, wild-caught seafood delivered right to your door. With access to their team of fishmongers for any questions, recipes, or cooking tips, they're so confident in the taste and quality of Alaska's seafood. They offer 100% money-back guarantee. Change or pause your delivery. Every date, anytime, so easy. Right now, get $15 off your first box of wild-caught seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. That's wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. 15 bucks off your first box. Wow. Wildalaskancompany.com slash Stephanie. Well, there's a lot of pride that comes with having your own home. It's the place where so many memories are made, right? It's the biggest investment you'll likely ever make, and it's a lot of work. 
That's where Angie comes in. Angie is on a mission to help you love your home by taking on all the projects that come with it. It's your personal home expert. When you download the Angie app, help is at your fingertips when you need it the most. Find a local professional to fix an emergency leak. If you're planning on a renovation, Angie matches you with the right contractor for the job. You can even schedule seasonal maintenance so it's all on autopilot. Plus, you can see clear upfront pricing on hundreds of projects so you know what you'll pay ahead of time. You can even pay your pro securely right through the app. Angie is your ally. It's all about trust. Handling your home has never been this straightforward. But now it is with Angie, your home for everything home. Download the Angie app today. That's Angie. Well, have I ever mentioned to you what a carnivorous beast my mom is? She loves steak and burgers, right? We grew up on them. I've never seen her so happy when I sent her Omaha steaks and burgers for Christmas one year. Holidays around the corner. Finding the perfect gift is tricky. Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com right now and enter Stephanie in the search bar to order the perfect gift package. For $99.99, you'll get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. When you use the code Stephanie, Stephanie, you'll also get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. You'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com. The keyword is Stephanie, omahasteaks.com. But Stephen Miller came out yeah. and said that it was dry and it lacked humanity. I mean, oh. <laughs> you, 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 did you see that? Like, Have you, you seen you, yourself, Stephen? You just, I mean, my response Stephen on Twitter Miller, was Stephen like... Stephen Miller came out looking like Nosferatu saying it was dry and lacked humanity. Right. I, I responded, yeah. I was just like, please, please explain to the rest of us how you do it, how you project such warmth and joie de vivre. Humanity Steve. and humanity. <laughs> I want to know how we can, we too, God. can project the kind of humanity that, that Stephen Miller brings to, brings to every other I mean, of his. I just, you know, um, yeah. it's funny. I was just, I'd gotten an email and I was just reading an ACLU. I was multitasking reading an ACLU fact sheet on trans, on trans women in sports as you were talking. But it got me thinking more about the messaging thing because it's, it's a lot of buzzwords. And it just, I, I hate it when liberals use liberal buzzwords that to everybody else go, huh? First of all, they say, what does it mean? Or, it, well, should we get into Carville or do you have more you want to say? I told you, I'm bored to death because I just feel like Biden did a fine job. He wasn't Trump. Not fine. He did, he did a great job. It was all the proposals I already knew about. So, I know, you know, but of course, when you see, we can be objective, all right? We can. I, you know, and I, I can say how I feel versus whatever. When, it, when it, Objectively speaking, I, you know, when you when your approval rating after that from everybody who watched is 85 to 15, you're fucking, it's not, you didn't do fine. You hit a grand slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was good. It was good. good to Biden. I mean, Obamas were good too. They bored the hell out of me, but I'll stop saying that. Um, I just, I hate speeches. I just hate speeches, especially which is fair, case, and I, mean, I guess most Americans do too. But, but a lot of those Americans, yeah. whatever. We've already discussed no, no. this. We and it was good. It. And honestly, the other thing is too. I mean, I think the Trump thing is important because Trump's state of the unions were more important, were more interesting because they pissed me off. And he usually would say something. Well, he'd often say something crazy, not always. I mean, I remember that one, the first one was the one when Van Jones said that he became president tonight, or tonight was the night he became president because Trump was- You hear the police so, in the background here? I think they're coming for me, John. No, are they coming for you? Um, I've spoken run, out against uh, Joey, run, Joey, run. Um, <laughs> but but uh, in any case, yeah, whatever. It wasn't 
it was fine. Um, so the bigger, I guess the bigger topic, which I think is a way more interesting, we have way more to say was uh, James Carville, who you ought to know if you follow democratic politics, but was one of, he, well, he and uh, Paul Begala, who we've had on the show many times, were the real architects of Clinton's, I'd say they were the architects of Bill Clinton's 1992 presidential election victory, really. I would say that they um, began the era of the TV famous consultants. In other words, oh, all those all those yeah. shows you've gotten from the West Wing to Scandal, yeah. to House of Cards, even to whatever, oh, that funny. all be, that all began with with the War Room, the documentary on Carville. And for those of you who aren't aren't old enough to to know this, George Stephanopoulos, who before he became yeah. the born again objective newsman that he you know whatever um yeah. he was he you know he was on that and paul begala who we've had on here is a friend of this pod um you know and then it started happening on the right too sadly dd myers all. one of the other big D. ones myers is another one um yeah. you know i mean i'm not saying they're the only three or four it's just the big ones are, from they're the big ones there are others too yeah. and then on the on the right eventually sadly we got carl rove and we got yeah. and really outside of carl rove some of the more more famous republican ones are the ones that have hmm. all become never trumpers uh, yeah, you know, I mean, like yeah. Stuart Stevens, Rick, you know, Rick Wilson, uh, right. Mike Murphy. I mean, they don't even have his big names, and they became they, they, right. Uh, right. In any case, so go ahead. So, so, that, so that, that's who James Carville is, right? Want to make sure you guys knew because some of you probably didn't. Um, very interesting guy. You'd recognize him because he's from the Deep South, probably Louisiana, but probably from like the Bayou or whatever. He's got. He, I can't even do his he's, accent. He's I mean, definitely from Louisiana. It's right? impossible to do his accent. It's yes. a Bayou accent, right? It's it's just it's a whole Cajun, I, I, I can't. Yeah, Cajun, uh, whatever. Fascinating, but very seat of the pants. A lot of swear words and ain't and whatever. Very also the also like the shaved bald head before like most other white men were doing that. Right. Seriously, I mean there are things that, that 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 fall under branding that I don't know if he did on purpose or not yeah but he has this weird alien shaped head and he, he looks it, a little has those like, glasses like mr burns he does a little bit so little bit. the combination yeah. of the way he talks the that's cursing, alien though that's bad you know, that's true <laughs> all, all that's i'm not saying to be yeah. a jerk i'm just saying like yeah. all that stuff combined made him an unique. alien in a good way i'm not saying it in a bad yeah, way I'm, I'm just saying it all no, no, but you're right he looks totally unique, right. he sounds unique, and he was right. in the era of where these guys started being on TV, on yep. the press regularly and stuff, and on uh, cable um, and so. Very, very, very smart guy. And fin- a final point to pl- place who he is, is married to Mary Matlin, huge uh, Republican uh, political consultant, very big during the Reagan years and then the Bush years. And she's kind of a jerk on TV. And uh, in the Bush two years, you know, but she's kind of disappeared. Is she even on TV? Anymore? She's really disappeared, and I'm not sure why. Uh, no, maybe I think I know well. why. Maybe she's not doing well. I don't know. No, oh, I think, you think I know she hates why. Trump. Yes. Okay. So and I think she sees no advantage in, in becoming a yeah. never Trumper. They're wealthy yeah. as hell, and so what's the point coming out and speaking out and just yeah. fighting with you know? That's my guess. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, and, you know, how can we not mention yeah. that that was a big part of it? The fame with Carville too. It's the yeah. whole horse and pony show of me and my wife are because op- well, she's got awful and, and he's so far he's such a right. we're married. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I used to loathe her. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, it's hard to um, loathe her because I don't I haven't seen her in ages, but you know. But she was awful. Um, I mean, yes. great on TV, but awful human being. So, any case, so Carvel does an interview with Vox, and Vox intended the interview to be about Biden's first hundred days, and literally Carvel starts the interview by going, you know, I'm kind of bored with that. There's nothing new. I can't, I mean, I can't do the accent. There's nothing new to tell you. What am I going to say? I like the guy. He did a good job. I want to talk about woke stuff and messaging. <laughs> so the whole issue, the whole interview becomes an interview about- Carvel to like hijack what they want to talk about. He's like, nah, I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> and it ended up being a fascinating interview. 
Uh, people got very upset because they, I, I'd have to click through and see, but it's, uh, it's, I think the, let me find this. I think the title was clickbait and fooled everybody. And we do That's live. Correct. Oh yes. That's yes. Quote. The title of it is a quote from Carvel is the title of the article. Wokeness is a problem and we all know it. So of course, being in the social media age we're in, a lot of people didn't bother reading the article because why read the article when you have a six word title you can read? Um, and they determined that this must be a screed against all the policies we all love. And you know, and it know. wasn't. And he agreed with all the policies we love and frankly only used the word woke or wokeness yeah. that one time. The whole exactly. rest of it was just about, you know, was about the substance of yeah. what he was trying even, to say, which actually, you can even, agree or disagree with. Yes. Uh, I large, John and I agree with about. We agree. And even the wokeness, and, actually, he meant woke messaging. He went woke, right. and he, we'll get into this, but he meant woke messaging like defund the police being a fucking idiotic message, even though he might agree with what the underlying point exactly. is, which is reform the police. So that. Now, which is what John and I go through all the time all because the time. we because we agree with most of of. What the left? Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say that. I I, I don't agree with most of the woke oh, crowd. I, I agree think, with a lot of it. I well, disagree with a lot of it. It depends. Okay. Well, I don't know. I, look, yeah. I think woke has almost become like what the Republicans did to the word liberal in the eighties yeah, and nineties, where too, uh, they've demonized it. It's a catch-all. Yeah, I don't right. believe it. it that yeah. you know, what does it actually mean? What I'm saying is. The, that the folks like me, yeah. who probably at this point, I, I suppose I'm a center left guy and people on the left agree on much more than we disagree on. There's yeah. a few things that we may disagree on. And, 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 but, and so it's not the disagreement in policy. That's the big issue. It's the, how we present it. It's the, do we throw yeah. everything that we believe into a bill on, on green, you know, the green new deal on a bill that should be dealing with climate, you know, how, you know, and that kind of thing. And that's where, I think he would. He had his yeah. strongest stuff that he said. So let's let's go through what he said, and then we can even use examples like you just gave because you actually didn't. Explain. We've told people before, but not every listen to every episode why it is you wouldn't throw all the good things you like into a bill on climate, right? Do you want right. to tell them really quick why? For example, that would be one messaging lesson right there. Well, first, there's there's a few points to it. One is people can't remember any more than two or three things. You want to say the two or three things that, that actually, Cliff, I'm sorry, but let me, let me explain more. Cause even now we're assuming people know what Cliff means is if you've got a bill on climate change and the green new deal is a perfect example, let's throw in poverty programs, a guarantee that everyone gets food, a guarantee that everybody in America gets housing, a guaranteed, uh, uh, what's his face? That Yang's we respect proposal. all native American treaties, uh, like uh, a whole national, wish list, national yeah. income, national income, or whatever it's called, guaranteed income, or whatever it's called, uh, Yang's proposal, that's in there too. It's every liberal wish list you would want pretty much has been thrown into the Green New Deal. Why is that not a good idea, Cliff? Because don't we want everything? Well, again, so let me start with, first of all, any good messaging is going to be around two to three things because people lose track of the of the plot after yeah. three. They can't remember more. So let's start with that. Yeah. Second yeah. of all, it's about when you want to pass actual legislation, it's about building coalitions. And if you bring in too many things, well, Senator A may agree with you on on these four things, but disagree right. on that one thing. And so you start getting to a point where you you spend you have more things alienating people right. than you have bringing only. Them in. Well, let's go. It doesn't example, mean that there shouldn't yeah. be a bill. Let me just finish yeah. this one point. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean there shouldn't be a bill on universal income, you know, yeah. and you may agree or disagree with that. I'm I'm studying yeah. that and thinking about that and think that maybe on some level it may be a good idea. It just depends right. in what form it exists. Well, um, yeah. But but you, yeah. I'll just the last, you know, let me just say quickly. Yeah. You, you can't throw in eight different things and make it just be a, hey, this is everything we ever wanted because yeah. then you'll lose people. 
Well, you're going to exactly. And it's not just losing people in the middle. I mean, you know, I'm for climate change. I'm for some pretty drastic climate change stuff. I don't agree with everything in the Green New Deal. And I'm not sure I would vote for it because I, I really don't like some of the stuff in there. And you end up not just peeling off people on the right or the middle. You end up it just if you're making me agree. OK, there's a greater. It's almost a mathematical thing, isn't it? There's a greater there's a larger pool of people that agree about three things than agree about six things. If you add six things. You're just going to most likely, in any case. So, uh, look at John getting math in here. Well, but it is mathy, I think. It's very too Now get to the Pythagorean theorem, John. Can you explain that? Uh, he might be, Pythagoras might have been the three sides of the triangle, but I'm forgetting that A squared plus B squared equals C squared. Like, I, think, I think that may be right. And I don't even remember. I was just trying to be an asshole. I mean, yeah, most of the math's yeah, like. I, I, I know. Most of the math stuff, I'm like, uh, yeah. Well, now I've got it. Now I've got to look it up because if we're wrong, we're going to, everyone's going to walk around saying this. Oh. They, yeah, well, it's, a, it's it? the rela- yeah, it is. Ooh. Look at you. Ooh, yes. Look at you. Yes. Now let's get yes. to some trigonometry. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I don't remember what trig was actually offhand. Maybe fractions. I don't know what trig was. Not any fractions. Case. So, in any case, but... let's let's jump into his article itself, though. So he started off by talking about Latinx, right? And the term. Now, again, maybe some of you don't even know this, but a big thing. Well, somebody in the last two years created the word Latinx. Now, it may have been created earlier, but somehow it got foisted in the like body politic of America where the, intellig- the liberal intelligentsia, and I would include uh, the media, have started using the word Latinx, L-A-T-I-N-X, instead of Latino to refer to Latino people because Latino, if you speak Spanish, is masculine, right? If, and, and Latina is, is feminine, but in Spanish, if you're referring to guys and girls, you use the O. So you're using the masculine uh, descriptor to refer to women and that's sexist and blah, blah, blah. So they come up with this new word, Latinx. Now, mind you, I might say, Cliff, is there another word that sounds like Latinx that you could have used that wouldn't be masculine or feminine? Um, okay. how, about, how, about the word Latin? how about the word Latin? I was about to say, I would just say Latin. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it's classic, the, bull, the calisthenics we go through. Anyway, um, New York Times is now using it in a lot of uh, the stuff online and their website um, on CNN and MSNBC all the fucking time, including the hosts use it. Fauci, Fauci used it the other day. And I was like, oh, stop. So Biden's problem. And John is, can also speak. One of the other ones, uh, and, I, I, and I want to throw this to uh, John because he'll get in less trouble than me, hmm. is the LGBTQIA. Is it IA? Do I have? It's I don't even eyes. know. It's, uh, it either could be IIA or IAA. Because there's, I mean, I'm sorry. There's just a point where, for fuck's sake, like it's just it's it's. Well, can I tell you actually? Well, and we'll get to this. Uh, Let's let's say what uh, what Carvel's point is, and then we can give a couple examples beyond Latinx. His point is that with Latinx, the surveys show uh, you can Google it. Two to three percent of Latinos embrace the term Latinx. It's two to three percent. Everybody else doesn't. I have Latino friends who Mexican American friends who loathe the term. They were at a meeting and these non-Latino people started using it. And the guy turns to him and goes, Excuse me, I'm Mexican? I'm not gonna use that term. Right. <laughs> it was really funny. It was like the white guy was trying to tell him what term to use. He went, No, thank you. Um, two to two to three percent of Latinos even use the term, but it got accepted just like by the way, LGBTQ plus whatever. Somehow the activists have got the, and I don't know who the activists even are, they've got this inside track where they convince this, but I'm, talk, I'm not talking activists like you and me. 
this small percentage of activists convince people to use these new terms, and then we all use them because we're, this is where the woke thing comes in, because we're woke and we're good. Well, nobody uses the term Latinx. His, he also throws in the term communities of color. And at first I heard it, I was reading, well, communities of color, what's wrong with it? Let me read what he says, okay, real quick. And then if you, let me know how you feel about this clip, but there's a lot of sure. paragraphs that really are good that he has. Read various um, portions of it, and yeah. I'm happy to, you know. And you know what? You've got a copy. Actually, I wrote I wrote about this this week on my Substack, my free Substack. What's Instagram. the name of that Substack? Let's say well, I were to try and find that Substack. You were to try to find What it. would the name be? The name would be one word, cyber disobedience. But you, uh, pro- my guess is you could probably Google Erevosis and Substack and you'll find it. Um, but what what he mentioned communities of color being another phrase he doesn't like. And, I, and nobody uses it. It's a fake term. And I thought, that's not true then. But listen to how he explains it. He goes, you ever get the sense that people in faculty lounges and fa- in fancy colleges use a different language than ordinary people? They come up with a word like Latinx that no one else uses. Or they use a phrase like communities of color. I don't know anyone who speaks like that. I don't know anyone who lives in a community of color. I know lots of white and black and brown people, and they all live in neighborhoods. There's nothing inherently wrong with these phrases, but this is not how people talk. This is not how voters talk. Now, again, he's talking outside of the liberal base, right? This is not a voter's talk. And doing it anyway is a and, – oh, and doing it anyway, meaning and using it, is a signal that you're talking one language and the people you want to vote for you are speaking another language. This stuff is harmless in one sense, but in another sense, it's not. We have to talk about race. We should talk about racial injustice. What I'm saying is we need to do it without using jargony language that's unrecognizable to most people, including most black people, by the way, because it signals that you're trying to talk around them. This too, school, this too cool for school shit doesn't work and we have to stop it. That's what he means because you sound like, like almost like you should be snapping your fingers instead of clapping. You know, like, oh yeah, communities of color, Latinx. Because frankly, Latinos are going to hear you say Latinx, and most of them are going to go, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You just so mis- here's what here's what I think this is really important. Okay, yeah, is that is that you know, and and I I can hear people sort of maybe debating us right now, and certainly yelling at the screen on Twitter, shockingly, because Twitter is Nashing such it, it, Twitter is such the home base of nuance, as I know. we know in the world. Um, but but hey, come here. My dog wants to wait. I'll let, I'll let John finish chatting. With That's the dog. okay. My dog is starting to whine, which may mean she has to go out. <laughs> and I'm back. Whether or not I decide to edit this out, who knows? But sorry, the dog was the dog was demanding. Sasha the dog. Sasha the dog was demanding, and I'm at mom, so it takes a little more work to take her out than it does in DC. But um, so okay, we're talking about carbon. John's willing article. to put in that extra work for all of you. You should know that. I am. It's it's scary. Um, so let me pull up where we were. So Latin X, and I've got to find my little article. I love when I like get up. Like, how do you lose something? I heard is. Um, so yeah. So his anyway. The point is, his point was I thought was kind of interesting was just that that you're literally turning off voters who aren't people like us because of these terms. Now I would add another point. I learned in the last month or two the phrase a the phrase the abbreviation AAPI. And yes, you I, might I have too. seen, and you I might know, have seen. I know it's Asian community of some sort. Well, there you go. You can you can't even tell us what it is. Interestingly, nope. I think right? it's Asian Pacific something. There you go. Um, Cliff, Asian who's... Pacific. Let's see, Asian. I know. I have a. By the way, I'm not trying to be a, a arrogant whatever here, but I have a master's in international affairs. Well, and you're worked, pretty. I, and you're pretty I, I, I went abroad and spoke for the State <laughs> Department in foreign countries, yeah. and, and you're elected. And lived, like and I've lived, I'm a lefty. I've lived twice in in Europe. I've traveled yeah. to Asia. I didn't know what it, it's. No. It, 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 in case, there was, it's, um, um, there was a website, 
about the issue and I criticized it and actually it changed. I was like, yay. One of the big action web advocacy websites had a big thing criticizing the violence against the AAPI community. And I'm going, what the fuck does that mean? Um, Congresswoman on TV the other day talking about the hate crimes bill being, sorry, Sasha's, now can you hear her bar- barking in the background or not? I can. Okay, I yeah, can, see, unfortunately, I mean, it it's my Apple me. dangled. That's okay. My, my good mic back in DC, my expensive mic I bought with all of the riches we get from your subscriptions. The massive, <laughs> massive amounts of money. Exactly. But, my, but the good mics are nice because they literally cut out any noise around you so you couldn't even hear her barking, which you know, can be fun. You'll right. also so, hear some of the, in the background, if you listen closely, the jingle of keys and, and weapons of some of the private security John's hired. Oh, weapons, the exactly, the weapons, yes. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, but no, so the API thing, a congresswoman is on TV the other day, and she's praising the fact that uh, hate crimes bill was passed uh, with uh, something was added to the hate crimes bill. I should know this actually, uh, to help uh, Asian Americans with the violence against them recently in the last year, the, the uptick in violence. And yeah, we actually did that, and, and Mitch McConnell, it's important to mention, was one of the few things he was scared to filibuster Oh, there you uh, go. because yeah. of the uh, yeah. uproar. So they let a vote take place. Yeah. It ended up being voted for, and of course, the yeah. only Republican, even Ted Cruz yeah. eventually voted for it. He, vo- he I think he voted against it in its initial form, like six of them did, and then all the rest of them came <clears> around, but Josh right. Hawley still voted against it. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was the only one. He, he's quite a special man, that Josh Hawley. He was Hawley. the only one in the Senate who voted against it, Cliff. Because you know why? He's just a reg. It, it kind of like JD Vance is on Twitter saying today who went to Yale and then works for Peter Field. Yeah. He's just like JD Vance. He's just a regular guy, Holly. You know, the kind of regular guy that goes to Yale and Yale yeah. Law School. And, I mean, I'm yeah. thinking I'm going to write a column talking about this on all of these so called hmm. regular guys. Oh, yeah, regular guys who. Party. Yeah, you know, like they were always like, "This is just an affront to regular people." Well, like when Tucker couldn't Swanson have been, McNear, going to, couldn't have bothered when Tucker going to Swanson McNear Carlson makes yeah. that point, you know, we're in trouble. Yeah. Well, again, okay. he couldn't have bothered going to a local school in Missouri. He decided to go to Yale because he's such a regular guy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, in any case, so Congresswoman was on TV the other day, and she said that the hate crimes bill was a huge victory for AAP for the AAPI community. And I sat there, I yelled at the TV. I was like, nobody knows what you're talking about well it's asian americans and pacific islanders now i don't even want to get into why pacific islanders aren't asian i have no idea no idea but apparently they're not um i I don't understand it but it must be an issue in their community fair enough but um but nobody knows what api means don't use it there's no point there's just no point here's my Um, problem Uh, yeah can i politically yeah can I say, like, I on, on so there's on the one level, um, of course, I am I am a big believer in in being in calling everybody what they want to be called. I am open minded. I believe in equality. I believe in all of these things, yes. and so I don't want anyone. So, so for example, when we're getting rid of racist terms for people, of course, right? We had to do a lot of that in this in the starting in the seventies, eighties, nineties. You know, I mean. Not the really bad N-word, but even the word Negro, which is still used in the Negro League baseball. We still refer to it that way, the United Negro College Fund. It's an right. awful word. With but not we don't use history. it in the regular – It's too closely parts. related for the same yeah. reasons to a really bad word, and we all know. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, so I get that, and I fully obviously say, you know, why would we ever use that? And, I, you know, and, and when it was explained to me why, why we could no longer call folks Oriental when I was in college is when it happened in the 90s. Yeah, that did happen like, when we were oh, growing up. I was up. like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, I right. get it, you know, cause, because it's, it, it's to make something sound kind of um, foreign or and, and, okay. and sort of weird and kind of ooh, right. Oriental, different. Right. Got that too. 
but the point is, is that is when we're doing this all the time and right. we've got this coterie of, of white leftists who are moving well to the left of where African-Americans and Latinos and others are even comfortable Right. Who were there? Not, I mean, I brought this up on this show plenty of times that that numerous of these things show John, I believe, talked about it once. And the majority oh. of black voters in New York wanted the Amazon center there. Oh, Latinos, whatever. Oh, Cliff, it was 70 to 80 percent of blacks what, and Latinos wanted whatever, the Amazon there, Right. Yeah, there's, there. there's having an overall belief, Huge. which I, I have, too, and I'm happy to share with you. Amazon's right. a fucking monopoly. I don't believe in monopolies. I'm not going on some big anti-tech thing like Republicans because Republicans don't like the fact that 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 these that the, the tech companies might want to censor out Nazi speech. Yeah. I've got a big problem with monopolies of all sorts. Pharma, whether it's in pharma, whether it's in telecommunications, whether it's monopolies are not good for democracy and they're not good for wealth distribution. They're awful. So – I get that, and I get that Amazon has too much power, but the way you handle that is by making change over time legislatively is the way you handle that. You don't handle it by saying, you guys are going to bring thousands of jobs here. This is my opinion. We don't want them. Fuck you. Go away. You know what I mean? Right. And so that John brought up the Amazon issue, but I remember bringing up the Ralph Northam issue. I mean when I saw what he did – Oh, God. Have, that was fascinating. And I try to have nuance in all this stuff, as everybody knows. Tell people and, what you're talking so, about, by the way. So I, 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 the issue? Well, so the issue with him is, is he, he had not just worn blackface. That's bad enough. He, he put a, actively – I don't remember if he was the one who had the Klan outfit on or was the guy he no, posed with. No, somebody else. That was somebody – But the point is he posed with somebody with a Klan outfit in, in the 80s, and I'm sorry. I get that Virginia was in a college. different place, yeah. but that's awful. He's and the that's, Democratic so feeling, governor of Virginia, by the way. That's who we're talking about. Correct. So yeah. my thought was he should step down. But then I started paying attention, I thought, and I saw yeah. polls. The majority of black voters in Virginia did not it want like him to step down. 60% of black voters in Virginia thought it was fine. He should stay. It was wild. And then I started rethinking, yeah. and I was like, yeah. well, you know what? If those who are much more directly impacted, although I suppose I could argue I am because the Klan aren't big fans of my people either, yeah. or, <laughs> or John's people, either. <laughs> yeah. for that matter. Yeah. But if, if they, that's their feeling, like I should yeah. respect that, you yeah. know? And so and so, and, and you're finding this more, guys, and this is a real issue because, again, we often say, well, we shouldn't just do what, what you know, white you know, rural and conservatives want us to do. Well, I get that sentiment, but the pro- we've got a few problems here, and, and I'll be quick about this because I don't want to go off on some long thing. But white, we need to win some white rural voters or we'll lose. Is it, does it suck that our That's country Carvel's is set up point, the, by the, way. The, the way? Yes, yeah. and Carvel makes it. Does it suck the country is set up the way it is? It does. Does it suck that the Republicans literally can get 30 of the 50 Senate seats they need, maybe more, out of out of states that, that literally have no city with more than like 150,000 people in it or maybe even less? Yeah, that's fucked up. But that's the way yeah. it's set up right now. That's why you need to add D.C. So you need to convince Joe fucking Manchin to get rid of the, the damn filibuster. You need to add D.C. and Puerto Rico and places mm-hmm. the states. Okay. But now we're going a level beyond that. Because it's not just white white rural voters or white suburban voters. If you saw the returns this last election, you should be scared. We've talked about this natural growing Democratic majority, and that was based right. on the assumption that Latino and, and black and other voters will continue supporting Democrats in the same numbers. And the Republicans made some huge gains by lying and playing up the woke, defend the you know defund the cops, socialist bullshit. To black, right. black voters, they only made marginal gains, although, frankly, any gains that were enough for them, they only won North Carolina by, like, what, less than a point, a point and a quarter or something? Right. Even small gains might have cost us North Carolina, but they actually 
switched around in ways that should scare people. And the Latin, Cliff and, the Latin and, vote in Florida and, Carvel, and Texas. And Carvel mentioned well, but, this. Let me just finish, though. Yeah, right, to me, yeah. that's even more important because that's our base. And right. so beyond white rural voters, of whom we need some of if we're going to win, right. frankly, we need some of if we're going to win Ohio. Because if we win the, the three cities in the state and a couple of the smaller cities and suburbs, the problem is we still need to win some of the rural right. to make up that vote. Right. Uh, but but right. but bigger than that is you start losing black and Latin voters right. and Asian voters. As uh, you know, fucked. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're yeah. completely so that when we're getting to the left of where Latin yeah. voters refer to themselves, when we're getting left to the left of where black voters feel comfortable not only referring to themselves, but you know right. how they feel about how they, as a group they yeah. may feel about Amazon coming in, Ralph Northam stepping down, and a million right. other issues. We need to start paying attention. Yeah. And so that I think Carville didn't even say that he just talked about white rural voters. I would take it a step further to like our base of working right. class Latin. African-American right. and, and Asian. Folk. I mean, he hints at it because he talks about how black people don't even use these terms that we're using. That's right. He does know, say that yeah. one line that, that hints yeah. at it. But... Yeah. Well, and, and can so I let, let me... Yeah. You go now. Well, well, or finish, finish that thought and let's segue no, to that something that's finished. related. You go for it. Well, that another point I, I mentioned in my essay was, do you know... And I'm going to ask you that because you I don't think you've read my essay, which is fine. What is the new I'm term? going to... It's open here, John, but I that's had a okay. podcast to do. That's that, it. You know, what, is, I mean, what is the new term that the activists are using for um, black uh, for people of color and everything else? Well, I know that that Car is what Carville mentioned: communities of color. No, no, you're talking There's about a new BIPOC, term. and I don't even BIPOC. know what that means. The new cool meant, term. I thought it. I thought it. I honestly, what I thought it meant was bisexual people of color. There was a black guy on Twitter, and I forget who it was. I'm a bi Jew, by the way. I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not either of those. I'm not Jewish or bisexual. No, or bi. Well, I'm technically. Um, whatever somebody on twitter i follow black uh pretty i'm trying to remember if it was a journalist or an activist but it was somebody who's pretty with it and follow i mean i follow the guy he's somebody interesting in politics well, if john follows and, him they must be with it well generally speaking though i follow I'm people who are useful i'm reverse engineering i tend to follow people who are useful politically and their interesting thoughts and everything else right so it's well, got to be somebody that john follows me because well but it's true useful. though it's got to be generally other than a few people i like just i like the people but Generally, it's somebody who's interesting in politics, and therefore they would know the term. He John, you just told goes, me to try to be more funny, so I'm being a little douchey. Exactly. Giving you a all hard right. Time. That's all. Go for and it. I want you all to boycott Cliff for using the word douchey. <laughs> you should. I'm he meant douchey. He meant douchey like Fox News. He's, he's very Steve Deucey like, or the younger Deucey. Oh, God. What a um, fucking family line that is. Who's the one yep. who. Uh, Somebody should have sterilized no. somebody along the way. Can you way. imagine going okay. up with the name Ducey? Yeah. Anyway, so he um, he tweeted, and he goes, I totally, he goes, for the longest time, I thought the word meant bisexual people of color. So BIPOC, and I read once the explanation, the explanation will make you cringe. BIPOC, okay, what do you think BIPOC actually means, Cliff? Spell it out. What does the abbreviation stand for? I know POC is people of color. <laughs> By the way, it, how many people do you think know that around the country, that POC is people of color? I'm going to go with four in a hundred. And I think I'm that's my generous. guess. I think on the and even on the left, it's questionable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, B I is it black? Oh, I think I may know what it is. Tell me if this is right. Hmm. Black indigenous people yes. of color. Did I get it? Oh, oh, but it's it's black indigenous and people of color. So it's not bi and pac. We should do that. Like Tupac. It's bi okay, and like Tupac. Wait, it's Tupac. So it's black indigenous and people of color. Now, 
the explanation was fabulous. You see, you get into sort of this whole thing where we don't talk enough about indigenous, which I always love this part. We don't talk enough about indigenous people, but black people and Latino people, black people suffer more and they've suffered more. So you can't really put them in with people of color because then you're dismissing black people, Cliff, by, by adding them into people of color. You're watering them down. So you've got to have black separate. And indigenous but, is always but to me, ignored. this is more of the reason why we shouldn't just yeah. throw everybody in together to begin with, because in a way, you it's racist them. in and of itself. Yes. If you're black and you're Latin, you've had two entirely yes. different experiences in this country. Native American. You think right. your experience has been a little Why different? are we even so, you know, what we should do, we should be like, you know, we should have, it, it should be, you know, we should have a term. It's, 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 it's geek. Jewish or Greek Americans? It's me and John. Well, but because our experiences, our experiences have been so similar in this country. I mean, again, like, we get to a point where it, it feels like a Monty Python skit. But, but listen, indigenous. What are they? Pygmies? Indigenous? We don't use the word indigenous in America. We don't use that word. Literally, it means like African tribes or something. I don't know who it even means. There are no indigenous What's the line people from in America. The life of Brian? We use the word. The only people Sorry? we hurt, we, we uh, Brian. The only people we hate worse were the people's, like the people's movement yeah. of Palestine. The only people we hate worse than the Roman of Romans are the movement of people's Palestine. Like, yeah, you always bring that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, but right. think and about, I always but, forget but, it because I'm an idiot. But, but okay. going to Carville's point, we're even using a word that nobody fucking uses in America: indigenous. If you and I'm sorry, anybody listening who says they use that for Native Americans, first of all, I can't even imagine calling Native Americans indigenous people because I think it almost sounds like a put down. Because historically, the word is a put down. It is used without even realizing it. I would argue the word was always used for, I, I say pygmies. That's the perfect example. This thing we grew up with with these these different people who were kind of almost funny and queer in a way, right? I mean, that kind of crazy queer, idea. But in the old vernacular, right, in the 60s, in the 60s and 70s, these, oh, the indigenous people. I just find it a disrespectful word. And you, I mean, so in any case, but also, this gets even more fun. And Latinos apparently don't matter. So we're, we're willing to lump them in with people of color because they don't fucking matter. But also, black, indigenous, and people of color. Cliff, aren't black and indigenous people both people of color? Yes. I so think, you've I got. Mean, why I mean, are we so always changing everything, sense. though? Too. You know what I mean? Like, why are we? You know what oh. you need to call me? A Holocaust surviving American. That I no longer want to be called surviving. Jewish. HSA. You're an HSA. That's like my savings account for my. But and again, like I don't want to even belittle it because I look. I lost relatives in the Holocaust, and I'm not trying to. Yeah. But my point is, it would be <clears> like that. There's a point where it's you need to get firm footing in the country <sighs> you're in. Fight for reforms so that you are treated 100% equally, which is yeah. what we're trying to do with the police, which is why I work with the Innocence Project, which is you know what we're all trying to do with how the police treat people, you know, right. how prosecutors treat people, how our political system treats people, how people are discriminated against in jobs. Still a lot of states. Right. I believe it's still in this one I'm in. Hmm. You can discriminate against John for being gay and fire him if he were to work here. At the, the federal state. level, that's, certainly. I don't know about it. That's, Ohio that's state fuck, law, but yes. No, yeah. right, that's, yeah. You know, that's what I mean. Only yeah. the federal level you can because we don't yeah. have a federal bill and only some states. I don't think we're one of them. It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. That's what we need to be fighting for. Yeah. But what, what are we sitting around fighting arguing over, over what you language. call us? Call me anything. The point yeah. is, is that let me be very clear because this is the point I'm trying to yeah. make. Work the negative shit out. Like I brought up the word Negro or Oriental. Right. Or, these are bad words that, that denote in some way you're different, you're lesser. Right. Get rid of them. They're pejorative that, today. Exactly. Yes. At yes. that point, what are we doing? I was just told, like, I can't even, I, I, that we're moving, I keep saying it by mistake, 
But I just told them, like, mm. we're actually moving away. We're not supposed to say African-American anymore. We're, we're supposed to go back to black with you a capital what? B. And I know, you I know, know it's we're funny you to... say this because I've been using black more lately because I've been seeing it used. It is. But we're supposed we to move away. Up, and, you know, and, and but we grew up with kind of a little negative, Cliff. Black, it was. Like, when and, you say blacks, doesn't it sound... Right. It's African-American because that's never, the way we... Yeah. It, well, I'll say African-American never made any sense because what if the person right. was from Africa? Right. What if the person Joy lived Reed. in Africa? We're like, he's an African-American. Like, no, he's not. He's, Haitian. he's, he's Isn't African. Joy Haitian? Isn't Joy Reid Haitian? I yes. Think, for example. So, so is she African-American? And that's yeah. what I mean when we're jumping through yeah. these hoops when these yeah. words aren't even negative. You know, like there's yeah. not even negative associations with them or whatever from our history. What are we doing? Hey, Cliff, you know what we're doing? It's like sitting well, – it's like sitting in the campaign when people were arguing over the various combinations of Medicare for all that would never pass. Think about this. I don't want you to use people of color, the term that nobody understands or uses. I want you to use a different term that nobody understands or uses. <laughs> right. that, that's, the, that's the irony of it is it's, it's literally – it's not even the People's Republic of Judea or whatever. It's, it's literally we're arguing over terms that nobody uses anyway. But let me throw – the LGBT thing, and then we'll stop because we're doing way too much just on these terms. But on the LGBT thing, the latest of the last year was – year or two, they threw a Q in the end. Nobody knows who did it, literally. Is that like Everybody, for QAnon? Well, here's the weird part. Myself. It, traditionally, it's meant either queer, which is which a lot of us hate because we grew up with the term and it's it's pejorative, and a lot of us still don't like it. It's either queer, which encompasses everybody, so it's a way yeah. of encompassing everybody. But of course, if you have everybody, then you don't need everybody else. This is like the problem of the black, indigenous, and people of color. If you have queer, that's everybody. Then why do you list LGBT in first before it? Right? It's everybody and everybody. Well, then. Oh, or it could be questioning. Q can sometimes mean questioning. And that's that's really my PC favorite. If you're not really sure if you're gay or not, it's really it, – it, it dismisses you and doesn't include you in our community because you're not sure if you're gay, so we don't want you to be a G. You're a Q, questioning if you're gay. I'm you're like, are you fucking kidding me? How about if I'm thinking of becoming a Jew? Am I a Q Jew? I mean like, what, like what is that? I'm a Jew Q. I mean like what does that even mean? Then – but get this. You will notice this more now. LGBT plus or LGBTQ plus, you will see a lot as well. By the way, what if you're LGBT media? minus? Does that mean Wait, like? Oh, I don't. I don't even go there. Um, okay, I'm just LGBTQ. Every LGBTQ is everywhere now. The media has adopted it. Everyone's adopted it. Nobody in my community knows where the fuck it came from. Somebody foisted it, and just like just like the um the BIPOC and the uh, the Latinx thing. Nobody knows where the fuck it came from. Everybody uses LGBTQ now, right? Well, now there's LGBTQ plus. And the plus, I had to Google this one. I have no idea. The plus is added. Mind you, I'm a 30-year gay rights advocate. I, I activist. I have no idea what the plus is. Apparently, you know those dogs barking outside? They may have heard Sasha. I oh, know. I did hear that. I wasn't sure. It was like a siren, though. Just, every once in a while, there's a bunch of dogs outside. That you just, just have to go compete. At each other. It's okay. So the you know, plus. I got to be cool. LGBTQ plus, which you will start to see, mark my words. The plus means everybody else. Do you see a problem there, Cliff? But, but what's who's everybody else? Well, here's I don't know the problem. Well, well, okay, it's a thing. Funny you should say Does that. that. Include the, me? Like I don't, I don't know. Well, that, eventually the, it will, because the plus includes hermaphrodites, intersex people. It includes asexual. Wait, people. When you're saying eventually, when it includes hermaphrodites, it'll include me. Was that what you were saying? Oh, it already. If uh, if you go abroad, it already. You will see a lot I'm of just Americans. Having, oh, I don't no, even no, know. No, I, I probably shouldn't be joking about this. Well, actually, I, I it already does include uh, AOC and her campaign stuff had LGBTQIA or IIA plus, which includes intersex, uh, asexual, androgynous, 
I kid you not. I kid you fucking not. But the best part is the plus means it's an easier way of saying everybody else, but the Q means everybody else. So how do you have LGBTQ plus if you have LGBT and everybody else and everybody else? And excuse me, Q doesn't even mean everybody else. Q means everybody. Like you're supposed to just say queer meaning everybody. So you have LGBTQ when Q means LGBT and the plus means everybody else when the Q means everybody anyway. Yep. I don't, That's your math the lesson for here's, today. Here's, anyway. here's the thing. And again, like, I'm sorry. We'll I hope I didn't go offend folks. Yeah. I've made jokes along the way. I make jokes about everything. I can make jokes about my own people. But go on. No, yeah. but I, I'm making jokes about yeah. the various things we've talked about. And that's because yeah. there just gets to be a point where I feel like we've reached absurdity. We're worrying more about what we're calling each other yes. than whether we all have equal rights and whether we all are free from police violence and whether we all can get a quality education, whether right. we all have health care. And again, like uh, getting rid of negative terms, embracing everybody as a part of the, of the American fabric, hugely right. important. Right. But when we get to a point where like we're just changing every 10 years because somebody in academia determines this is the more correct way to do it. And we're lumping yes. groups together, and now we're yes. no longer lumping them together. We're saying they're different and taking the them apart. The faculty like, lounge was what Carvel called it. The and he was right about that. And, and, and so yeah. at some point, here's the thing, right? At some point, you were playing – no, people like John and I don't even fully know what the hell's going on. And if we don't – I'm telling you, I, I, I've told yeah. John before, I, I, some of my messaging is around certain moderate Republicans I know out here <laughs> who loathe Trump and loathe a lot of what the right has done, but they don't understand any of this <laughs> shit. This is some of the kind of stuff where they're just like, this makes no sense to me. And and they're not – they're people – I wouldn't be friendly with people that but, were – you know, I mean, over, you know, I, I'm – quite sure they're not racist or whatever. I can't take what every person says privately when I'm not around, but certainly overtly they're as, right. you know, as for equality as anybody else. And I guess what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that we play directly into the hands of all the fake nationalists, all the fake, you know, mm-hmm. anti-elitists, every Tucker Carlson and J.D. Vance and Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz who went to Ivy League institutions and were brought up in huge privilege, who then start saying, you know, make the argument, you guys aren't regular people. You're not regular people. Right. And what we should be doing is pointing out how full of shit they are. But instead, we're trying to defend BIPOC. We're trying to defend whatever when they're – and this will cost us. Again, we have to win, you know, with the map we have. Not to, not to paraphrase good old Donald Rumsfeld, but not with the map we wish we had. Right. Like, should North and South Dakota be different states? No. They have fucking between them maybe a million people. Yeah. <laughs> All right? I'm sorry. They should, yeah. John. And if anybody gets offended. No, I remember. It was funny, but okay? yeah, it is funny. Should Wyoming be separate from Idaho? <laughs> fucking no. Okay? Right. Uh, Wyoming has 550,000 people. All right? I live in right. Cincinnati. I, I live in right now what is, I believe, like, you know, the... Uh, I'm trying to remember what it is, the 18th or 19th or 20th largest metropolitan area in the country. Maybe even maybe I'm fucking that up. It's even smaller than that. We have 850,000 people in this metropolitan area. That's more than the right. state of Wyoming. Right. That's ludicrous, okay? But that's the map we have. And right. maybe we could add D.C. Great. Maybe we can add Puerto Rico. Right. Hell, maybe we'll eventually add Guam. It doesn't change the fact that they have a head start in all this. We need to appeal to folks in those states to win. Then we also need to keep our base of 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 folks, you know, of, right. uh, of, of black voters, Latin right. voters, others who sit there and say, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about with this yeah. stuff. And while we're wasting our time messaging on that, we're not saying what we'll do for you economically. Right. We're not saying what we'll do for you in terms of equality. Right. And 
that's my problem. And that's where Carville and Carville goes into a lot of other stuff too. I mean, obviously the fact that, you know, we don't have press conferences that aren't out there as we should be well, all know, the time messaging. We're not reminding saying, people that these yeah. fucking people led an insurrection three months ago. Well, wait, Cliff, let, if, let's, let's talk about those two players. I'm going to throw this to you actually, because without even reading my piece, you can do it. Talk first about Carville's insurrection argument. Well, he was like, when, you know, he brought up Jim Jordan. It's brilliant. Like when, when Jim Jordan well, brings wait, 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 up. Wait, wait, wait. But those are two different topics. We can do Jordan. But they're yes, related. Marjorie Taylor They're Green. related. Because I'm going to need to use Jim Jordan. Right. When Marjorie it's, it's Taylor Green, topic. Yeah. when Marjorie Taylor Green opens her mouth, she'd be like, um, "The woman who believes in Jewish lasers says what?" Yeah. When when Jim Jordan opens his mouth, she'd be like, "The guy who ignored molestation at Ohio State yeah. says what?" And when all of these fuckers open their well, mouth, she'd be like, the folks who the folks who encouraged the well, I'll get to that in a second. The folks yeah. who encouraged the the the, uh, the first attack on our capital in 200 years and an armed insurrection against democracy right. say what? We don't remind people of, of, of uh, to discredit them the way they constantly make up shit about meat and other stuff to discredit right. us. The, you know, I will tell you, this came to me very naturally. Again, I'm not trying to sound arrogant here, but the reason I was always so good at those Fox and MSNBC and other debates is I didn't go in there to debate issues. I knew it wasn't about issues. It was about who left with more credibility. So if I went up against somebody, you know, if I went up against somebody who was spouting ridiculous shit, instead of arguing the point, I'd point out all the corrupt Republicans that had just fucking pleaded guilty or gone right. to prison. I'd point out how Republican policies had led to this or that or whatever. I would take away their credibility because the truth is when you're arguing with people, once their credibility is gone, they've got nothing. Right. Jim Jordan should never be able to utter a goddamn word without being yes. reminded of, of Ohio State. And yes. this is what they do to us. All of, I mean, the, of the uh, – college wrestlers basically being raped by their team doctor when they Jim were Jordan molested was over coach. years by a team doctor yeah. he knew other coaches there said he well, knew wrestlers he have said it, but he knew. other wrestlers say he okay knew. Yeah. here's what i'll say yeah. because i know john's the lawyer here yeah i will just take the word of the other coach who was one of the other coaches who was there and numerous the wrestlers the wrestlers though yeah it, yes yeah. well look yeah. it up you'll see and numerous okay. wrestlers who said there's no way he, right. he didn't know that, that he right. absolutely knew Okay, there's no way that, that he should ever. I, I mean, the best example I can give you is in 2012 at the Charlotte at the Republican convention. They, because Barack Obama made an offhand remark that if we did a better job of filling up the tires for our cars, would help would help oh, prevent climate change. I don't even remember the whole connection there. Was yeah. if they're lower on on air, they they, uh, they sputter more. The way they the way efficient. they, they sputter more shit. That makes sense. It just, so, I think it just so, is less efficient. The car doesn't move So they took this one it, yeah, stupid yeah. thing out of context, and they all yeah. showed up on the floor of their convention holding tire irons in yeah. their hands. And they were wrong. He was right. And that's and that's my yeah. point. Like like they remind people constantly yeah. of stuff that isn't even true or isn't even they're really proud of being necessary. He once said. Obama once said they're proud of being ignorant, the Republicans. Correct. Yeah. And we just need yeah. to be proud of having the truth yeah. on our side and proud of the fact that if they've done stuff, Matt Gates should never be able to open his fucking mouth again without this thing thrown in his face. Ever. Yes. It, well, and let, let's get let's put a finer point on it, okay? He gave the example, which I thought was really good. Uh, he talked about all these things Carville did, but he specifically started by talking about AOC. And of course, that's when everyone's going, oh, he's going to criticize my AOC. Uh-uh. Let me read this paragraph real quickly. He says, take someone like Democratic Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's obviously very bright. She knows how to draw a headline. In my opinion, some of her political aspirations are impractical and probably not going to happen. But that's probably the worst thing you can say about her. Now take someone like Marjorie Taylor Greene, the new Republican Congresswoman from Georgia. She's absolutely loonier than a tune. I love that expression. 
That's such I've a never heard. I've never heard that expression. She's actually and you get a thick Cajun action. She's actually loonier than a tune. We all know it. And yet, for some reason, the Democrats pay a bigger political price for AOC than Republicans pay for Green. That's the problem in a nutshell. And it's ridiculous because AOC and Green are not comparable in any way. That uh, When he mentioned AOC, I went, oh, my God. And, and not, I also like it, too, because it's not a negative AOC comment. It's saying that that even if you think she's great, they've done a good job of branding us as her, which people kind of don't like because they think she's this crazy socialist, right? right. They've so, turned her into a caricature. And again, and Democrats think, have to say, I'm not her. Well, Carville, what, and what Carville doesn't address, and this is, in, you know, and, and I've brought this up a million times on here, <laughs> is the imbalance and distribution ability. Again, what you mean or what? Well, Fox is the big one. So, so let's give the example of the, of the meat thing. That once it was admitted that was false, that that was right. a bullshit thing um, on Fox, and and even the Fox anchors were told, I guess, by Rupert Murdoch or whoever to, to retract it. Guests are still going on on Fox News, yeah. bringing it up. Yeah, yeah, it just yeah. happened last night, and they're not being challenged. Yeah. When if you think MSNBC is quote unquote on our side because you know they've got because at this point you know uh, uh, Scarborough is sort of a centrist that hates some of the right mm-hmm. and supports some right. of our stuff while attacking us some of the time, and the fact that we've got a bunch of shows at night where people on our side, including again Nicole Wallace, who is no leftist. I like her a lot. I think she's I like a great her. broadcaster. Yeah. But my point being, she was an advisor to Bush and McCain and whatever. Yeah. Um, but I'm just making the point is there's it's not a democratic channel. It's a right. left of center channel. But right. what it isn't is it's not a channel that constantly repeats these few. Nothing has been mentioned as regularly on MSNBC as the bullshit talking point about meat on Fox because Fox doesn't care about news values. They're right. propaganda. Right. And that distribution difference is important. But even taking that aside, and we're trying. I'm working with numerous groups right now, folks. That's what my passion is. I talk about in this show. I've got two different groups of folks I'm working with to try to build our capacity uh, of our echo chamber on the left. But you take even that out, and you just go to the the, the plain old fashioned messaging of it. If I were to go on a debate right now, hmm. I wouldn't care. You pick anything. Pick anything that a Republican could say to me on Fox and MSNBC. My response would be. But your party believes in Jewish space lasers, so I'd like to know. Do you think I have my laser right. pointing at you right now? Do you right. think there's great coordinates on my laser? Do I use GPS? Right. I would sit there yeah. and just beat the shit okay. out of them. Without it. And then I'd go into what Turbo brought up. I'd be like, yeah. your longest serving – let me just finish one point. Yeah. Your yeah. longest serving House speaker is in jail for molesting 15-year-olds. Bingo. What does that say about Bingo. your party? Was it say that Jim Jordan, one of your leaders in your house, ignored – According to many people there, right. that that folks were molested. What, I mean, Matt that would Getz. go off. Why is child it that you were willing? Accused, Matt, Matt Getz is, is being investigated for child sex trafficking. Why was your party Trump's okay biggest ally with, in the house? You guys were good with nominating a guy for the U.S. Yeah. Senate who called a 13-year-old in trig class. Do you think it would have been better if he called her during algebra? <laughs> Do you think it would have been better if he called her during <laughs> English class? Roy Moore, Maybe what so, was that? So he, Roy Moore, again, we're talking about who right. was the Senate Republican Senate candidate in Alabama. He call, he was he was into this 13-year-old, and he called her school to take her out of class so he could talk to her by phone. Was that it? During trig. Yes, during trig. <laughs> what I could do with that, I'd be like, now, would you guys be oh, angrier? Is the oh, reason gross. you don't have a problem? With it, it uh, you know, would you be angrier if it had happened during social studies class? Would that anger you more? Or yeah. what about if oh. it had been during a homeroom? Would homeroom be? I mean, that's what I would sit yeah. there and do to them instinctually. I don't even have to think about it, and we yeah. don't. Yeah, it's like we refuse to play that game. And I'm <clears> sorry, <throat> we should. in a perfect world when we're dealing with two rational political parties that are debating their differences. You don't have to play in that sandbox, right. but you have to with these guys. 
and we just we don't do it. It's and fair, I and we're not lying. We're just being vicious. Exactly. It's Actually, not, no, we're not, it's, we don't have to lie like them. The truth, yeah. we just need to be creative, mocking, yeah. satirical, attacking, and vicious, frankly, yeah. about the truth about these fucking guys. Well, and let's, see, let's get a little deeper, and let me, let me go first, about why is this beneficial, okay? Well, it's beneficial, why it can help us. A, the reason they're going after AOC is to make every Democrat, like an Abigail Spanberger, have to say, I'm not her. Now, first of all, as soon as Spanberger has to say that, it starts a little civil war in the party. So now the two don't like each other and they don't get right. along and maybe legislatively they fight. And then Pelosi gets asked, and now Pelosi, is she going to take Spanberger's side or is she going to take the socialist AOC side? Right? It starts this whole crazy fight in the party. Exactly and what it, they it, want. And it's news, and it's newsworthy. So the media starts covering it, and they're not covering our message. They're not covering Biden's program for the future, right? They're not. It, so it gets you off message. Secondly, in the case of the, the Republicans, who pops up at every fucking committee hearing? Jim Jordan, right? Yep. You start embarrassing Jim Jordan where every freaking time he comes up. And Carvel gave an example here where he basically said, when he comes up, you you know, accuse him of of blowing off child rape or whatever the hell the express the thing was, even though Jordan denies it, but you, whatever Carvel expression, he said, you do that every time uh, Jordan gets up there and you have everybody on the committee say it eventually, you know, Kevin McCarthy, the Republican leader in the house is going to say, Jim, we can't have you out there. Every time you come up at a hearing, we then just have a three day. Hearing. Right. When the hearing's over, but, there should be, we should could do a press availability talking about it. Right. But we let me say, wait, 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 my turn to finish. Let me finish. Yep. No, my, but let me just finish. My point is, and then say, what, what, what I'm saying, why we do it, not what we do. The why we do it is because you start doing everything Cliff said, and and Jim and Kevin McCarthy says every freaking time you show up at a committee hearing, Jim Jordan, every freaking time you do a press conference, every freaking time you're in the news, we then have a three day discussion about child rape at college and whether it's OK to rape wrestlers in college because of you. Um, but the point is that you make the person so toxic because you make the news cycle blow up with what the person supposedly was involved in, that then they're, no, they're neutered and they're no longer allowed. And this is what we didn't do with Don Jr. Don Jr. was actually a very good surrogate for Trump in that his son, he would go out there and he'd really rile up the base at the convention, right, and, and daily on Twitter, and he, would, he was the great mascot for Trump's base. You make that guy all about, I love it, and everything else he did, right, with the Russian collusion, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden Don Jr. becomes a pariah that you can't afford to have him out there. On our side, we end up shelving people like that. We tell them, go away. You can't talk anymore. You, you're actually neutering the importance and the effect of these people. All right, now go on with some of the other ideas Sorry, you're going to say. Yeah. And it I would even, yeah. and then you, you, he brought up like, there's no slogan, there's <laughs> no this, and that was about climate change. We talked about that before too. How it's un, un well, mention the climate change thing. That to was use a great the word from, too. to use a word from a movie because yeah. I'm about to talk about Hollywood. Yeah, um, the Princess Bride. It is inconceivable to me hmm. that we that every that we have folks who write all of the movies <laughs> and TV shows. Some of this right. incredibly gripping stuff. Who get yeah, inconceivable? Yeah, how important emotion is. And we also have trial lawyers who understand right. that a lot of winning in a trial is not about the facts, but performance, emotion. Right. And then we go out and we, we put together a presentation that's like a chart of, look, look how bad climate change is, as opposed to, here's folks who, who have had to suffer from erosion. Here's people from this right. island that is being overrun in the Pacific. Here's, I mean, there's all sorts of ways to get to the damage being done. Have folks, how we've never, the folks that now are routinely having water when there's high tide in Miami go a couple blocks in, fucking Marco Rubio is from Miami, for Christ's sake, and he's their senator. He's up in 22. Why aren't these folks do? why don't we have them doing press conferences about how he's not protecting right. them? 
about right, how he won't right. even talk about this in his Bible quotes and whatever. You know, w- when you said the whole thing about I love it with, you right. know, with uh, Don Jr. Why am I not thinking of a theme song? Everybody know the song, uh, you know, I love L.A. by Randy Newman. In the middle, he's like, we love it. We love it. I'd be playing the damn song every time he comes on. I would make right. that his theme song. Right. All right? right. I mean, we don't do any of this stuff. Yeah. The State of the Union comes around. They end up inviting Ted Nugent just to piss us off. Oh, that's right. Where are we inviting the wrestler? Where are we inviting one of the wrestlers that accused Jim Jordan of knowing about it to the right. State of the Union? Right. Why aren't we doing that? Why aren't we inviting one of Denny Hastert's victims Right to it. <laughs> like, like these are the things yeah. that they do that we don't do. That is yeah. how they needle us. They stay. They stay on their evil message about stuff that isn't even true, and we don't repeat the stuff that needs to be repeated about them. Yeah, and he's right about that. Yeah. Some of it is the distribution, but it's not. You know, and yeah. we need to rectify that in a huge way. But it's not just that. It's what they're willing to do and say versus what we're willing to do and say. And it's a yeah. problem. Yeah, And Barack Obama admitted once his two terms were over that it was the biggest problem is that they didn't communicate effectively. They thought people would just get it. No, people don't right. just get it. I wish that right. were the world we live in. It's not. Right. Yeah, no, the, 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 and we can even kind of close this. We've been going over an hour, but the emotional thing that he says, we don't get emotional, like climate change. I think like we talked about this the last episode or something, we were, were my complaint about climate change was always the whole issue of, of, for anything greater than 4C Celsius. Okay, that was my first point. Now, I'm making this up. I think it's 4 Celsius. I don't know. There was some amount that the Earth's temperature raises, and it's a cataclysm, right? First of all, they're using fucking Celsius, okay, in America, okay? Right. Like, I, how much is 4 Celsius in Fahrenheit, you think? I don't even know. So I'm not I, sure. I, literally, I couldn't even tell you. <laughs> I couldn't either. I, I, just because I'm guessing, let's double it. Maybe it's 8 Fahrenheit. I don't know. Most Americans are going to go Celsius. I've heard of that. <laughs> They're not even going to be able to guess That's what a that system means. of measuring. Yeah. They're not even be able to guess what that means. And this is this is something we do, right? This is yet again using language people don't know. So using four Celsius, then there's the hundred parts per million, four hundred parts per million. I don't know something about the amount of carbon in the air, and it's another cliffhanger or another you know throw people over the cliff thing. I don't know. Um. We talk about, again, if we use the complicated science, people will understand and believe it for themselves. He said we don't use emotion on, on that. And he was talking about using a theme song, using like mascots. I talked years ago. I begged friends in the, in the uh, uh, environmental movement here in D.C. working for the big groups. And I said polar bears are drowning because the ice flows are melting. And the polar bears would swim in the waters in the Arctic and they would jump on the ice flow like a big ice thing like in uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when they get on the ice flow and they move around. Remember that from the island of Misfit Toys? Yep. And the, but the ice flows are melting. So the polar bears are like swimming and there's nothing for them to jump on. And they're drowning because they finally get exhausted. Like it's a, it's a cute white polar bear. It's drowning because of climate change. What a freaking better mascot do you have? Metaphor exactly. and mascot. And well, some of these, we some of these species that have uh, been affected. I mean, that's I, exactly right, John. Like, I think like, I was told by somebody they don't do it. Like, we don't, that's a little schmaltzy. We don't do that kind of stuff. And I was like, no. Ted like, Cruz like like no. goes down to the border and puts on his Fidel Castro suit. I mean, is he not trying to turn into Fidel well, Melania Castro? Melania does that too. Of that's course. that's for another her, conversation. Her but little Castro he, suit. Ted Cruz puts on his ridiculous outfit and goes down there, and a bunch of them go down there, and they get in a stupid boat along the border. I mean, this yeah. is all they do is performative bullshit. So, can we ever yeah. just perform yeah. when we actually have the truth on our side? Can we be willing yeah. to perform? 
I mean, I, you're exactly right. Like, it's me a yeah. break. Like, and, and here, I talked yeah. about this once with, you know, some of this with my wife, and obviously we both are going to see mine online on climate change and everything. And it's like, I'm sorry, we're well educated people. When people said to me that, like, the, the Earth's temperature is going up by one degree or two degrees, I know. Does that seem like a lot to you? No, it doesn't. Right, I mean, but Cliff, what are people going to go, do? Do you go, notice? Yay. Let me, no, no, no. That, this go is on, okay, go on, go on, go on. Yeah. Do you, do you notice the difference between eighty-three and eighty-five fucking degrees? You don't. But, so you don't understand the context there. People need to, to understand yeah. why if the Earth's temperature goes up 2%, you need to give them all sorts of images of yeah. all the things that oh, – I'm sorry, not 2%, 2 degrees. All yeah. the images of things that will die if that happens and right. why that's terrible. Right. You can't just say, oh, my God, it's up 2 degrees and that's catastrophic because it doesn't sound catastrophic to most of us. It sounds nice. Yeah. A degree or two warmer, a little bit warmer in the winter and a little bit warmer in the summer. I'm like, Sounds okay. great. Right. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. But that's the, and we just think people are going to get that. Like, yeah. even four degrees, whatever, it doesn't sound like anything to me. You need to explain yeah. it to people. And the best way to explain it people, to people is emotionally. Now, with some fucking chart, yeah. show, the, show them, as you just said, the animals that will die. Show them the people that yeah. will lose their livelihood, that will lose their homes. Do stuff like that. Actually, that Miami stuff, when I looked at those things like Miami getting wiped off the map in 100 years, and then... By the way, Florence is already having problems. Uh, yeah, uh, not Florence. Um, you know, Venice is already having problems. Even just look at the Miami stuff. I was like, get out of here. That, but that stuff kind of creeps me out a bit. Like that's at least a little more emotional because Miami's a nice neutral city, right? It's not like New York and San Francisco. You know, what right. LA? Pick a city that people have no feeling about either way. It's, well, it's and again, that's it's because of weird. Republican messaging over the years. Bingo, because they always say San Francisco and they always say New York. Unless San Francisco gets- values. Oh, those people in New York. Oh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. San Francisco equals gay. Chicago equals black. And New York equals oh. Jew. That is what they've about- driven into everybody's minds. How about the campaign? That time when, 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 uh, when, at the time when Ted Cruz attacked Donald Trump in the primary. Remember that. During the Republican hmm. primary in 16, attacked Donald Trump hmm. for having New York values. I'm sorry. Those of us who've been there know what he was saying. Cliff, how he was about trying the fact to imply that, Trump was Jewish uh, and Trump was controlled right. by Jews. And I mean, that's what he was going for. How when he said there's a lot of gun violence in Chicago, right. John G., what do you think they're talking about? Or is it the Greek community they're implying is doing it? Right. How about the fact that when Republicans decided to have their convention in New York in 2004 because of 9 11, Democrats did not do an entire campaign about all the hideous things Republicans had said about the New York in the previous 10 years. Hideous, the stuff they had said. And because it got nuked, basically, by Al-Qaeda, suddenly New York was their favorite place. And we didn't sit there and go, you're the biggest bunch of hypocrites. They hate this place. They hate you. They hate the place that got attacked. I mean, you just, you, you, and then, actually, what you do, by the way, You've now screwed up their messaging because they want their messaging to be New York 9-11 Republican. And now it becomes New York 9-11 Republican. Oh, yeah, but the media now says, oh, but you know, but Democrats are saying Republicans hate New York. Bah. It's a great article, folks. You ought to read it. One more because because, because Kevin McCarthy just popped into my timeline. Oh God! Now right. So, so, so no, but here's an example of messaging, right? Mm. His 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 response to this, and I'll see if mm. you can guess what I'm saying mm. here, John. His response to Biden was, "This whole thing could have just been an email." So, how am I going to respond to him yet mock him at the same time yet push our messaging? I love it. Same- <laughs> well, I could do that. Here's what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, but if it were an email, you would have just encouraged Russia to hack it, ignored and denied that, and told Paul Ryan you were owned by Putin. Oh, that's a good, yeah, that's good. Imagine for a second yeah. that a Democratic uh, yeah. majority leader 
were caught on tape telling a Democratic Speaker of the House hmm. that a Democrat who became president was owned by Vladimir Putin and what Republicans would have well, done. Tell people more about that. Nobody even, that. Probably half the people listening don't even know that ever happened. Because like, we tell chose people to more about that because everyone forgets that point. So this is when, when Trump was still in the primaries in 2016. Paul right. Ryan at the time was Speaker of the House. And Kevin McCarthy was majority leader of the House. And in a private Which Republican, is the number two after the speaker. Yeah. Right. And in a private Republican gathering, um, I believe they'd allow was it that they allowed somebody from the media in there and accidentally, I'm trying mm-hmm. I don't remember how it was that we got the right. recording, but it was something like that. And at the time, um, for years it was kind of known that a congressman ended up losing, thankfully, from California, Dana Rohrbacher, former speechwriter right. for Reagan, ironically enough. <laughs> of all right. people, Mr. Anti-Russia, right. was was soft on Putin and right. would, would repeat Putin talking points. This is before this was a normal thing for the Republican Party right. to do, by the way, folks. This is back in more of when Mitt Romney ran in 2012 and the Republicans were very anti-Russia, okay? Right. Um, and so talking what he thought was off the record, um, what, what Paul Ryan – what uh, Kevin McCarthy said to Paul Ryan was, well, he's like – it's like there are two people that, that I, I'm pretty sure are owned by Putin, Dina Rohrbacher and Donald Trump. Yep. He's, and then Paul Ryan, I think, responded. He's like, well, he's like, remember, you know, we're a club here. Keep it in house or whatever the hell he yeah. said. And that was, you know, in other words, yeah. allow the treason to happen. Right. And then they, <laughs> don't you know, share the secrets. <laughs> don't share the treason. Um, and yeah. then and that was it. Horrible. Just fucking yeah. imagine. Yeah. Imagine what Fox News itself would do with that if that were us. Yeah. That would lead every show for like months. And it was Pelosi who said about even... Biden, for example, right? It was their it was their leader. So yeah. I'm stuck with my thirty two thousand person or whatever Twitter account responding and reminding everybody of all of this when like the DNC, the DCCC, you know, every every super PAC, every congressional leader, everyone, they, they should all be responding like this. Because yeah. Kevin McCarthy should never, ever, ever be able to live down two things that should be thrown in his face every time. That comment about Trump and his comment uh, that Trump had caused the uh, caused the insurrection to happen and that when he was on the phone with him, he yelled at him to do more and that he ended up letting Trump get away with it. Those are two things he should be – he right. let Trump get away with an insurrection. Right. He knew Trump was owned right. by Putin. Oh, actually, him. I'm sorry. The insurrection thing. Mention the insurrection thing too, because we had sort of lumped it together with Marjorie Taylor Greene. What was what was uh, Carville saying we should have done about the interla- insurrection? Oh, I mean, we should be saying we should be repeating it constantly and every fucking, fucking day, it around their necks every like fucking a, day, like an like, yeah, like an anvil. Oh, he, actually, by the way, he mentioned black people. He said if you had a bunch of he said I think he said people of color. He meant blacks. If you had a bunch of blacks who attacked the the the, the U.S. Capitol building violently and they beat up. Police Police with American flags. He goes, and there's video. Imagine what Fox News would have done every and Tucker Carlson every freaking day. We would be living it down. But we've kind of given up, and we have kind of given up. We don't talk about it, and not we, as in you and me and our audience. But and honestly, part of it is part of it's Biden. I think to a degree. I hate to say it, people are going to get pissed, but Biden doesn't want to talk about this shit. That's where you and I disagree. You know, um, I don't think Biden should. Be. Or not that he should. I think- I think, I think Biden's want- image. Oh well, if you're saying he doesn't want the rest I don't of us, think to he talk wants about us it, that- to talk about it. Okay, well, I that's the, if that's true. And I what don't do you know think? What do you think fact. about that, though? Do you think he? Do you think he fears it gets us off message if we talk about the Republicans? I think he if he, he fears if his administration does, um, it it gets him off message, and that he's better served now by pretending there's bipartisanship going on because mm. then it makes him look right. good and them look bad. 
But I don't think that he would ever tell uh, leadership from the DCCC, DNC, and other people not to do that. I could be wrong, but he's been so savvy that I'd be shocked by that. Yeah, I mean, no, I hope wrong. so. Because but, you need, as you even said, he, it shouldn't be even him. He, but, even, you know. Remember, hmm. even in this speech of his last night, we haven't talked hmm. about it yet, but even in the speech last hmm. night where he was being Mr. Bipartisan, he brought up the fact that Republicans are blocking common sense gun reform that 90% of us support. Right. So he didn't just say they're great. He did pin right. that on them. Right. I wish he had pinned the insurrection on them too. I get why he didn't. It's right. tougher a message from him. Many more people should be doing it constantly. And the fact that – you can tell me, John, because I'm not sure. If, do we definitively at this point even have a commission going on to look into it? No, me? they're still Jesus trying to vote on it. They're still – Jesus Christ. I mean, like, like, now, Pelosi to her credit has been pushing it, but the Republicans have been blocking it. But how can they block it? Then fine. I mean we have the votes, right? I don't understand how it works. I, first of all, for example, I don't know whether it has to be House and Senate votes. So maybe it isn't. Maybe it's McConnell. But for some reason, but that doesn't make sense either. You're right. But no, a filibuster in the we have to Google it and see. But I know uh, she's kind of trying to come up with something else because they can't get it to happen. Yeah. I mean, now, let me see whether it had I mean, whether it's the Senate how is it doing that these it. These guys are able to have three, able to have 357. And I'm maybe exaggerating, but maybe actually not hearings on Benghazi. And we can't even get one on this. Yeah, let me uh, – here, Pelosi offers concessions. Let's see what that means, though, um, a couple of days ago. Pelosi said Thursday she has offered concessions to try to reach agreement with Republicans to create a commission. Pelosi said she has agreed to make the panel evenly split between Democrats and Republicans, requiring a joint decision. The original proposal would have given Democrats seven appointments while Republicans have had four, which, frankly, they should because they're less on the committee – I don't even care if it's six to five. There needs to be a Democratic majority because we're running things, and that's the way it works. Too fucking bad. When they were running things, they got the majority. They won't explain. Well, that's another whole big problem. They don't explain shit to people, and then people don't understand why certain things are happening the way they're happening, which just harms us. Yeah, they're not explaining. NBC has a whole story on it, and I mean, this is also where you have, I would say, young reporters and no editors. The editor going, what do you mean they're in charge? Why can't they just do it? Hey, maybe that's another paragraph in the story. Right. <laughs> you know? Okay, AP, like, let's again, just AP uh, smart. John and I, even on this show, and we're assuming that more politically attuned people listen to our show who care more, even we, as you know, try our best to, to make sure we're explaining everything to people because we realize that, you know, we, do, we don't always do that. Oh, yeah, they didn't want Trump mentioned in the bill. That's part of it. Um, that people I'm don't sure. get everything I should have said, you know. Don't McConnell said attention. he's had no discussions with Pelosi. Okay. Uh, have been unable to agree. Yeah. He, she and McCarthy have been unable to agree. Um, to disagree. No, I don't know. I'm just kidding. It, oh, Cliff, this is horrible. Even AP, Associated Press, never thought of explaining, these people are going to drive me nuts. You know, can I say one other thing as somebody who's a writer? The media is terrible. I mean, it just like who you're preaching to, John. I think I think I'm not saying to to be to criticize you. I'm saying we each have our own takes. I think I'm a lot more critical of them than you are because I think they've abrogated their role to over to for you know in political stuff to educate the public over the sensational political politico type. He said, she said, you know, oh my God, who's who's screwing who? Kind of bullshit. Um, Turn into fucking soap opera. but um, here's what I was going to say. As a writer and a person who's sort of, you know, primed to whether I write columns, ads, whatever, to see 
to see similarities, to see parallels and things that you can message. I mean, the fact that we've never taken Kevin McCarthy, a guy with the name McCarthy, for Christ's sake, and well, done a Joe too. McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy side by side right. is right. in and of itself like an, an yeah. indictment of our abilities to do anything creative. I mean, it's the easiest. To... Go on, kid, go on. I'm ready to a friend about our very question. I would, I would start off by saying McCarthyism and everybody be thinking of Joe McCarthy. And then you start showing shit that Kevin McCarthy's done that's just as bad and then mixing in Kevin McCarthy with Joe McCarthy. And then it ends, of course, by with writing McCarthyism and big writing on the screen. You're done. Writing to it's a friend who works in the Senate and see if he gets back. I, don't like John I didn't because I was I was writing to our buddy, hoping he responds before we end the show about why Pelosi can't just jam the commission through. And he's sure. very good. So let's see. I'm All sorry, you have to say is you get saying? my point about McCarthyism, and it's a thing. Oh, I, I right, did hear that right about there. his last name's McCarthy. Have some fun with well, it. What I'm saying, you can do an yeah, ad where you, you start off by referring to McCarthyism, and everybody's expecting right. you to see Joe, and then you're seeing Kevin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the, yeah. That's no, no, the, I'm, the surprise. I'm with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. The twist. No, there's people with. And you know what, too? You throw all this shit against the wall and you see what works, which I'm sure is a careful expression, too. Like, you just kind of see what, you see what I works. I guess you may have said it in that piece that sometimes you throw shit against the wall. You know? Um, no, I've got it's, – it's, it's, actually, I've got to see if he was – I have a funny feeling Carvel might have been my debate coach at Georgetown when I was a high schooler because there was some Cajun guy who would use the most vulgar expressions. And mind you, we're a bunch of high school kids. And he was using the expression – it wasn't really throw shit against the wall. It was a – sexual analogy of what a man might do against a wall and see what sticks. I kid you not, Cliff. And we're literally, I was 14 or 15 and we were going, okay, <laughs> today, imagine today. This is at Georgetown. Imagine today. You'd be like, that man would be in jail for saying that to a bunch of high school kids. Oh, but back then, but now in retrospect, I have a funny feeling it might've been Carvel because <laughs> that's the kind of shit he would say. <laughs> it was, it was funny. Anyway, it stuck in my mind. Hey, I remembered his lesson, but in any case, yes, we want to know. Go, we breaking five any- dead, including uh, two deputies in North Carolina standoff. Oh, Obviously, explain what's another, that about. Another, I'm just seeing it. Another shooting and apparently a standoff in a house. So I'm guessing it's kind of domestic violence, but in the end, two deputies are dead. They are dead because the United States of America allows any crazy person to get a gun. And we're back yeah. to that conversation we had last time about why yeah. often even cops yeah. who are not racist or not whatever are primed to pull out their guns because they're scared of this shit happening. Yeah. We had actually, oh, actually, we didn't mention, mean, I'm we justifying gonna, you guys. I'm not, but I'm just, we were saying... going to mention, I totally forgot to mention. So we had a little guy with a gun, possible active shooter locked down yesterday in my Chicago suburb because across the street, there's a university that had some guy that was seen over half hour period outside two of the dorms, which makes me think it's real because you had two different reports over a half hour period, two different dorms. This guy was outside with a gun. This is Northern Illinois. I don't know about Southern Illinois. But I don't think so. But in Northern Illinois, nobody's walking around flashing a gun. That shit doesn't happen here. <laughs> and it was happening. They locked down the entire school. They told us all to lock our doors. I mean, it was the first time in my life I'd even been in such a thing. You'll appreciate this clip. The neighbor's kitty corner from us who have a perfect view through our yard of the university have their five-year-old, five, four, and three-year-old kids playing in their yard. I went out and told them. I said, oh, by the way, you heard the news? Oh, yeah, we heard the news. I'm like, okay. Just normal. <laughs> Okay, you 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 have fun there with your children playing in the yard, and eight, I even Google mapped it eight hundred feet from where the guy was seen. Okay, no problem. I mean, that, oh my. again, that's oh where my. we are as a country, and that's fucking ridiculous. Well, that it reminded me of the vaccine thing, frankly, because I was just kind of thinking, would these be the kind of people who would also be against vaccines? 
you know, the neighbors. Um, well, yeah, just, just the whole, I mean, the whole crazy just, thing. I mean, yeah. I mean that they don't care about guns. It's that it's that when you get desensitized to something, when enough people have been near you with guns, and maybe you don't, it's not something that freaks you out anymore. I don't know. David David Walden's weighing in. Why can't Pelosi do it since she has the majority? Now, David Wade said it could very be smart done. about procedural stuff. He knows that Let's stuff. See. He said it could be done by executive order, but he didn't answer my question. I want to know. Okay, actually, that's interesting, though, if it could be done by executive order, because it means Biden can do it. But I want to know why can't the Democrats just jam the legislation through? For, and mind you, it's Pelosi negotiating with the House Republicans. That's what I don't understand. So right. it's not a I'd still of rather have it not come from Biden because I think that politicizes it yeah. more. Yes. But it's not the. Um, well, I mean, Joe Walsh weighed in. We love Joe nowadays. But uh, Joe just said it's so Wait, damn Joe's wrong that a commission hasn't been created. It's wrong that a commission hasn't been created, and that's true. But I still want to know why uh, – Sasha's very upset about this too, by the way. She wants a commission. Um, yeah, I don't know. And my little buddy in the Senate has not gotten back to me, but it is lunchtime, so who knows. Well, you know what? I guess we're going to look into my this, and we'll get Who back to you next time. time. My little buddy. My little buddy. He's, he's like, indigenous. He's, he's a piggy. Dude, it sounds like freaking. Uh, it sounds like the Dukes of Hazard. Remember, like uh, Boss Hog referred to, to the sheriff as little buddy. Oh, was that? I know no, it was from something. That probably no, is what it wasn't I'm thinking from that. I'm getting it wrong. You referred to him as something else. It's from Gilligan's Island. It's the. Uh, oh, that is Gilligan. You referred to Gilligan as little. God, it's so funny. He was little buddy. What about right. Boss Hog referred to what's his name in some sort of demeaning way like that? And I don't remember what I it never, was. But... I didn't. I never liked that show. I mean, the guys were cute, but and you probably oh. liked the girls in the car, but. Well, you know. Daisy, the Daisy Dukes. Uh, yeah. I, I wish that uh, I hadn't watched that show, and I wish that that, that the Confederate hmm. symbol on their stupid car in that late in the early eighties hmm. told me not to, but I didn't get any of that yeah. stuff. Yeah, well, back so. then it was a different thing, you know, but yeah, I mean, um, different era in terms of what we were even yeah. aware of. Yeah, um, but uh, in any case, we will find out what the deal is with the commission. We don't want to belabor, belabor belabor this anymore, but go check out Carvel's thing. It's a really interesting interview. I think it's very smart. And again, get beyond the, the title of the, oh, he hates wokeness. Now, mind you, I think I think Carvel probably does hate wokeness, would be my guess. He probably is more conservative than, than the left of the left. But um, but that's not even what he's talking about. He's talking about messaging. No matter what, that that's the best thing. No matter what your beliefs, Carvel is giving you a template for what to do with it. Correct. And that's what's, that's what's important. And again, I don't know. Someday, actually, that's what I'd ask him too. I, I would have asked him and said, you know what? We should try to get him on the show. I'll try to get him on the show. I'll go through Bagala. Yeah, ask Paul if we, can, if we can get him. That would be If fantastic. he has any idea how to get him, because I just think well, they're that still I friends. Would... I mean, I know that. It's oh yeah. Not that. It's not whether he has any idea how to get him, but whether yeah. he can convince him. We had lunch with him once, but it was a very strange lunch. But he wanted to have lunch with a bunch of bloggers, you know, 10, oh, 15 years ago, that. to see what the bloggers were like. And it was, it was. It was kind of all over the place, but it was still. That's how I met Paul, though. So it was. It I met was him at, at an event once um, that that I don't remember. He was hosting, and he's very. His nice. mind is always somewhere else. That's the thing. Yes, he's he's a very nice guy to me. Yeah. Anyhow, a little of that, but uh, you, we didn't. You know, it's not like Paul. We're like we know him and we're buds. I, yeah. I, mean, I don't know that he knew who the fuck I am. So we got to try with. Uh, but I think it'd be interesting because because the obvious question to ask him is is that which is um. Why don't you think it's ha- which is what we keep asking? Why isn't it happening? That's what I don't get. Like you know happening? this, we know this. Why isn't this kind of messaging campaign ever okay. happening? That's what I don't get. It feels like this inertia where like everybody's waiting for somebody else to do it. But I well, understand why. 
maybe Jamie oh, yeah. Harrison, who's a very energetic guy, the DNC should be, should just be like, we're doing something every week or twice a week, well, you know, once a week, and then we'll add yeah. stuff as opportunity. Like, hold on, if Matt gets, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know gets invited, then you you add, you add something. Otherwise, once a week to remind people. By the way, they're the party of insurrection, they're the right. party of pedophilia, they're the party of fucking blown up budgets, right. you know, and all and all this stuff. Like, this is what we yeah. should be doing. Well, I I think uh, what was I going to say? With part of it of why do, 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 do. I'm looking at my computer as I'm talking to you, and I've got too many thoughts. Oh, the the wasn't the cardinal thing, but why we're not doing it. Uh, oh yeah, part of it reminds me, and we will go because we've really been going long today. But my friend Rob had told me years ago, who was a former Republican, like many of us, and moved over, and he said, you know, the thing. But what was he was making an observation about the left now that he was a Democrat? He goes, the thing that drives me crazy. He goes, you people, like you get ten proposals from like ten different people, and he's not talking. He said a hundred thousand dollar proposal, so he's talking something like we're saying. Although frankly, hundred thousand nowadays would be a little cheap for this because you've got multiple, maybe two hundred thousand, let's say, you know, but. But so you can afford to pay a couple different people for six months to a year and do cool stuff, right? You probably need more than that. But if you really want to go bare bones, he goes, you, you have like, uh, let's say you got 10 people with a, each one has a hundred thousand dollar proposal of something interesting and nasty to do. He was actually comparing it back to David Brock and the early 1990s cliff about, you know, the ways they were going after Bill Clinton for cheap. Like Brock maybe was paid a couple hundred thousand maximum to go after Clinton and write his book. He said, you guys, you'll have uh, 10 proposals hundred thousand dollars each and you will like you know assiduously pick which one the hundred thousand or your your million dollars goes to actually that was it was a million dollars you've got a million dollars i'm I'm telling my mom but there's my way my mom tells stories where they change as she goes along because it's she's so damn (laughs) you've got a million dollars that's where we go you could put uh you pick which of the 10 proposals should the million go to you pick one the million goes there and guess what? If it isn't successful, you say, this was a disaster. I'm never doing this again. We're taking your ball and going right? home. We're not funding We're anything. Never doing this again, by the way. This was a disaster trying to fund these groups. He goes, what we would do on our side, we'd take the million dollars and we would fund $100,000 proposals. He said, and if one of them worked, we'd say, this was, this was a gangbuster successful. We're doing it again. And he goes, you people, you always want the perfect one. You ignore everybody else. And then if it doesn't work, boom. And I feel like that's where this stuff is, is that you're right. You've got to be some big healed group with a big name and a big budget that frankly doesn't even need the money because they've got the big budget. And it's got to be very assiduous. And we were probably burned before. Go find 10 fucking activists out there or frankly, people like you and me, but who you could split the money and hell. I mean, I'd even consider that. I'd even say set three insurrection groups off and let us compete against each other for attention. I don't know, but like, it's not rocket science and it frankly wouldn't cost that much. I mean, it could cost that much, but it doesn't have to. You know what I mean? You could still do bare bones where you and I get a salary and your partner gets a salary, for example. And, you know, yes, we want some for advertising There's and stuff. But, yeah, we've gone but, through this so right? many times. Like, this is not hard. No. You, you grab people with entrepreneurial ideas and things yeah. that will be successful. You uh-huh. fund them and you realize you always have to fund media. If there are people out there that can't live between <clears throat> book contracts and, you know, where they're not being paid well by publications and whatever, you fund them. You give them a chair at, a, you know, right. at Center for American Progress at 150000 a year. It's like you get that plus whatever you make for writing your articles and for book advances right. and for TV appearances. This is, I mean, we just refuse yeah. to. And again, it feels like inertia sometimes. Like everybody's yeah. expecting everybody else to do it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, but I think that would be my question for Carville. Why hasn't it happened? Why does it seem to never happen? What's the... Well, tell Begala that we'd like to have him on him. You know? Yeah, let me... Let me uh, I'll do that when we finish. I'll reach out to Paul and see if he knows how to reach out to James. 
But uh, all right, guys, we've gone way too long. This is like an hour and 45 minutes. Actually, the last show was about an hour and 45, too. We're, although some of our listeners, they like you like long, you said. You got, we're giving you yeah. long. All right. Well, sometimes there's just a there lot of go. shit to say. But, there is uh, a lot of shit to say. All right. Um, and we forgot, about, for we, we forgot about Rudy Giuliani. Okay, folks, his house was raided. He's probably going to prison, we hope. Yep, turns out very that, bad shape. Uh, that betraying your country uh, to try to get a president in trouble or he's in a lot of trouble according to the legal experts bad idea you don't get an approval to now mind you we could all find out there's nothing because we have had that happen but the legal sure. experts say you don't get approval to raid the lawyers the Farrah Act and you'll understand it all yeah Farrah Fawcett Act Farrah Fawcett that'd be a I'd like loved that her. better oh, oh poor Farrah poor Farrah okay. alright guys we'll talk to you next week take it easy <laughs>